warning. As a spoiler warning ahead of time, any game we talk about could be spoiled entirely. So at the beginning, when we're listing categories, if you hear a game that you're currently playing and think, oh no, I don't want to hear anything about that, skip, because we could spoil absolutely anything about it. (laughs) If you get past this point, you have been warned, and you're on your own if you get spoiled. This was your warning. Warning. Ladies and gentlemen, our friends beyond the binary, welcome to the very first ever I Have More Trophies Than You Game of the Year Podcast 2021. out there my name is ryan i'm one of your hosts here of i have more trophies than you this is a video game podcast about video games and the different ways that people play them and once again i, I fucked that up hold on wait i'm ryan I'm and Chris. i'm currently the oh you talked <laughs> over me go ahead oh my name is chris hey I'm my name is ryan <laughs> fuck <laughs> And I'm currently the 86th best gamer in North America. Hey. And that's what gives me a PSN gamer. And that's what gives me the right to talk about video games. Chris, what gives you the right to talk about video games? Um, I've worked in games journalism. Oh, I thought you were just saying, I like them. <laughs> I do like them, though. Okay. I mean, I, well, I don't think, yeah, I don't work in games journalism anymore. So, no, <laughs> I've like, the funny scent in it. <laughs> The funny joke is that I play video games for trophies and you play them for fun. So then I would say, yeah. I'm this, and then you would say uh, that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, All right, we don't have time for this shit. I just woke up from a nap. So okay, great. I, I got I, my, my wheels are starting to spin. I've been working all day. All right, for the for the listeners, for the friends at home, <laughs> let me explain how this is going to work tonight. We are wholesale ripping off the idea of the Giant Bomb Game of the Year awards because I just want to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a list of uh, a little over 20 categories about different things uh, of video games this year that we all played. And uh, we're going to rank them. Now, you're probably asking yourself, you've listened to game uh, podcasts like this in the past. And it's usually a whole bunch of people that come together to talk about games. They all bring games together. They get uh, every category down to a winner and two runners up. But how's that only work with two people? It's very simple. Here are the rules. We have already decided on the categories, and we've each made lists of three to five games that we want to put into that category. If Chris and I both say a game and it matches, it's pretty much into the final. If we don't have enough, you know, if we don't have three games that match, then we try to convince each other which game needs to go there. And if we have more games that match, then we're going to whittle, and then we'll choose a winner out of that. And we'll move on. At the end of this, the final category will be Game of the Year, where we will try to make a, a tiered list of uh, 1 to 10, the top 10 games that came out in 2021. That is correct. There is another rule that I have not told Chris about. Shit. Of course. How, like, as soon as you said roll with the punches, I was just like, oh, wait. Here's the curveball. <laughs> there is a special Dr. Ryan curveball. There is a special rule. Now. I do this, I, Chris. I did this for you. You're gonna, oh, okay. you're gonna appreciate that I did this for you. Each of us has a very special, let's call it like a chip that you can cash in. Okay. If you, it cannot be used in game of like on the top ten game of the year list. Okay. But one time during this podcast, 
if you feel so strongly that something has to win one category, then you cannot convince the other person. You can utter the phrase, I have more opinions than you. <laughs> and you can immediately call the winner of one award. Okay. Now, what happens this, if we both do it at the same time? Is that possible? Well, fuck. No, it's the first person to say it in an award. It. it locks Got the it. other person out. Got it. But I have a feeling there's one category here I think you're going to strongly want a game for that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> and then there's probably something that I'll use it for to annoy you. <laughs> now, are you, so, are you saying because I, and this is wholeheartedly true, believe that Final Fantasy XIV should win almost every single category? So we when we were talking about this before... I said I didn't want to allow Final Fantasy in this because A, it's an expansion, and B, you'll try to give it every award because <laughs> I, I don't mean to be rude in this. You're one no, of those types of people fair. who will blindly, who, who love something so much they will blindly believe that it deserves every award. Um, And I can't let that happen. I don't know if I would disagree with that completely, at least. Um, But yeah, the, I, as the more I looked at a lot of these categories, I was like, yeah, I think... There's this that like would make Final Fantasy that, but there's even a category here where I have Final Fantasy in the category, but it does not win it for me. So here, basically, this is a way for you to at least because if yeah, push comes is, to shove, Final Fantasy is probably not going to win anything, mm -hmm. but now at least it's going to win something. It will win something. All right, so we have a bunch of categories. Most of them are pertaining to games of this year, but I want to start. These first two categories are going to go quick because they are pertaining. Actually, wait, hold on really quick. Yeah. I had this idea. Welcome to the 60 second speed round Ooh. where we're going to give the best to things that aren't video games. So I'm putting 60 Ooh, seconds on this. the clock. I'm putting 60 seconds on the clock. I'm going to say something mm -hmm. and you're just going to say what the best is. And at the end of 60 seconds, we're done. Go okay. It. Are you ready? Go for it. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Best movie. It's Spider-Man. Uh, Matrix 4. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I, I thought the Matrix was... Okay. All right. Best TV show of the year. I uh, say I, I think you should leave season two. Does Beatles Get Back count? Is that a TV no? That's show? a movie. That's a movie. a movie. Okay, then that's my favorite movie. Uh, best show would be Hawkeye. I like or Hawkeye. is Beatles Get Back a documentary? You know what? Save that for a documentary. Got it. You think Hawkeye? I think I think you should leave season two. It was fucking hilarious. Best documentary. Now you can say Beatles, Beatles Get Back. Uh, best documentary was the defunct land about Fast Pass. Oh, I need to watch. I watched like it's, 10 minutes of it. It's really fucking good. Uh, what else? Uh, best. What's the best book you read this year? Oh, uh, Wasp, the unforgettable or unstoppable Wasp. Uh, I can't remember the actual like. That's a comic book, book you no, no, nerd. No, no, no. no, this one is a novel. OK, well, the best book of the year was the John Moxley autobiography. And uh, two seconds left. Uh, the, uh, oh, fuck, we're done. OK, no, nope. we didn't do like a best song, but I don't. Uh, do you listen to any music? I don't really listen to a lot of like new music, so I can't tell you what like the best album of the year was. I, I definitely um, Aquabats put out a Christmas album. That's the best album of the year. I, I dive into a lot of like new music constantly, but none um, of my favorites had like a new album this year. Okay. So, well, there you go. That was the speed round. Okay, the first two categories oh, are like going to go Gilgama, quick. His album, the four four. We're we're out of the sixty <laughs> seconds. Stop. Okay, the first two categories are going to go quick because they're based around this podcast. And this year, they're going to be small, but next year, they'll be bigger. And we're going to talk. The first category is going to be the best game we played for an episode. This is... Uh... And the nominees are... What are your three nominees? Okay. 
Uh, I had I had four. It was Yakuza. You can have four. Dragon, okay. Uh, Star Yakuza. Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Hades, and Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Okay, my three uh, were Yakuza Like a Dragon, mm-hmm. Hades. Uh, I actually had four also. Resident Evil Seven and Death Stranding. Okay. So we know that Yakuza and Hades are going through to the next round. Right. So out of Spyro, what was the other, what was the fourth one you said? I'm sorry. I uh, got Jedi, Yakuza, Fallen Hades, Order. Spyros, and Jedi. So we need to pick out of Spyro, Jedi, Resident Evil 7, and Death Stranding, which one is making it to the top mm. three. I have to say out of those four, I would fight the most strongest for RE7. Out of your two, which one would you pick the to, I, to fight? I think Jedi Fallen Order, because that was closely going to be my number one choice okay so then we're going to have a very quick discussion here one of us has to convince the other one what was the better game re7 versus jedi fallen order and i have to tell you jedi was a very fun game Mm -hmm. but i think it had it, it it wasn't a perfect game it was fun and it had good story but there were parts of the combat that sometimes were a little janky resident evil 7 is a perfect game um, I, I think Resident Evil is a really close to perfect game, but the problem is, is that it is a game that I don't see myself coming back to on a like yearly basis. Maybe, maybe every couple years I would come back and play it. It's a really solid game, but I love the gameplay in Jedi Fallen Order, even if like the more fun part of it is in the front half because things are just harder then. Um, but even that last half is really fun just because you do get stupid powerful just like to have mm. it taken away from you at the last second against the last boss where you're kind of weak again. So uh, not only that, but I'm I'm more interested about the evolution of that game series going forward because I think it did a lot of great things in its first outing uh, to whereas Resident Evil, we have had a sequel now. And yes. personally, I think I like Village. Um, th- there are parts of Village that I like a lot more. I think that Yakuza's, or sorry, uh, Resident Evil 7, does everything better on most parts but the thing is is that where that game is going to keep going is it's going to kind of keep following the line of resident Mm -hmm. evil i'm not really sure where it evolves from here whereas i'm excited to see the future of jedi fallen order so i feel like i'm going to come back to this game at least sooner than resident evil I feel the exact opposite way. I feel like I come back to Resident Evil all the time to speed run it, mm-hmm. whereas I haven't felt the urge to play uh, Jedi Fallen Order again since I played it. Now, we've run into a, a, a trouble. What will we do when we're both butting heads like this? And I have another rule that I haven't told you about. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the addition of the selfless token. If someone doesn't feel that strong compared to the other one and wants to be selfless, and take themselves out of it and let the other person have it, mm-hmm. they earn a selfless token. And if you cash in three selfless tokens, you get an extra, I have more opinions than you. Okay. So I'm going to be the bigger man, and I'm going to say, that's fine. You know, We can have Resident Evil 7. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give Resident Evil 7 over. Too late. No, I, maybe this rule's too much. <laughs> well, I, the thing is, is that... Okay, how about this? The extra, uh, I have more opinions than you, can only be used for getting something on the list, but not for picking the winner. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to let you have, I'll let you have Jedi Fallen Order, but then I get to take a, a selfless token here. And you know what? Instead of three, it's one. I can use this to overrule you later. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's two. It's two. two. Well, two. well, well okay. listen, this is hard because there's only two of us. But if you feel that strongly about, uh, listen, you know how strongly I feel about Resident Evil Seven. It's one of my favorite games. Right. Of all time. The, the, that's the thing, though. I. It, it's not that I would think that Jedi. You know, really, it's it's more of just my opinion on it because I think that like technically, Resident Evil Seven is probably the better game. Yeah. Um, but then again, we still haven't decided what the best one is. Yeah, so I'm I mean, we definitely think it has to go between Yakuza and Hades, and I think that's a conversation right. that we're de- I, whatever you know what gets on this list here isn't winning. So honestly, I think Resident Evil Seven probably actually gets it. Okay, well, I made my case for Jedi though, but I, I, think I feel fair. like Resident Evil is probably better. You have now admitted that, so you don't get a selfless token. That's fair. But okay, so it's so we are taking Resident Evil Seven. So now the question is, what was the best game we did episode? Was it Yakuza Like a Dragon or was it Hades? It was Yakuza. It was Yakuza. Oh, that was easy. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Yeah. All perfect. right, perfect. Okay. Well, that I thought that was going to be a hard. I thought I was going to have to talk you out of the Hades. Like I love Hades, no, but I think Yakuza is the better. Okay. JRPGs get me every time. Yakuza Like a Dragon was. It's the last game I played of 2020 and the first game I played of 2021 because I started playing it over like the New Year's break. <laughs> and fuck, I love that world. I can't wait to see more of it. I love, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love Hades. Like, wow, what a great, Hades will get its due in another category we'll get here to in a second, which might actually be not needed in the long run, but we'll talk about that later. Right. But um, fucking love Hades, but Yakuza... Like a Dragon was the probably the best JRPG I've played since Persona. It it is such a really solid JRPG. It makes me excited that JRPGs are kind of having this like new renaissance. Um especially the turn-based. I love turn-based RPGs and it just kind of feels like everyone's forgotten them or nobody wants to play them also, because they are archaic or antiquated and it's like no this is how you do it this is how you do it in modern take it's a turn-based jrpg that takes place in a town there's no magic it's just like a weird shitty town RPG. okay yeah so the winner of the best game we played for an episode this year is yakuza like a dragon with runner-ups equally we're not doing one two three we're just doing equally equally hades and resident evil seven congratulations to yakuza Put in some applause music right here. Okay, perfect. Now, the, the flip side of that. Worst game we played for an episode this year. Oh, boy. I only have one nominee. <laughs> I have three. Really? Yeah. Uh, what are your three? Because I counted the Olympics 2020. Oh! Um... I have, and you're gonna you're gonna jump on me for this one. I have. Saints I guess that Row does count. Third, you have what? Saints Row the third. It's not going on. No, the fuck <laughs> you. That's not going on the list. And Final Fantasy 15. That's absolutely not going on. I, I will I will jump through this computer and strangle you. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Does yeah? I guess I didn't really think about it, but Olympic Games does count, doesn't it? Because we talked about yeah. it for a little bit. We, we spent sure. like 20 minutes talking okay, about it. Okay, so it's it's Final Fantasy 15 and and Saints, or, uh, not Saints Row, Saints Row the then Olympic yep. Games. And nope. <laughs> and GTA 5. Ooh, GTA 5, really? <laughs> well, I hate that game and you hate Saints Row, so. Oh, man. What do you want to do about it? Um, no, we won't put either of those on the list because both of us feel That's strong fair. about it. They neutralize each thir- other. There we go. A we need a game. third game. What else did the fuck did we talk about this year? Uh, we talked about a lot of games, but 
like in all honesty most of them were pretty good i mean if we had to put like a bad one on um i'm okay with putting saints row there i mean i'm know. not okay with it i will <laughs> literally cancel this podcast what if i use my token right now I, if you want to do that i'll make sure that final <laughs> fantasy never doesn't even get on a list i will make it my my fu- i'll make sure that, okay if you do that i'll use mine to make final fantasy 14 the worst game of <laughs> okay no uh let's don't you fucking dare <laughs> um Trying to think of, hey, do all the shitty games that I've talked about for the Platinum yes, Report count? Totally. Okay, great. Then the third uh, worst game of the year is Violet Guidi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, you know what I'm. <laughs> that one that the one thing- can be on there, but I think the worst game we played this year was the Olympics. <laughs> um. Honestly, my vote was going to be for Final Fantasy. I forgot that the Olympics counted. I've got that in a different category that we'll be talking about this year. But yes, the worst episode we talked about on a podcast this year was the Olympics uh, 2020. That game fucking sucks. Yeah, that fucking. That game is just press A and it's forty dollars. And it sometimes you press A, it doesn't even work. Yeah, All right, I'd like to think that makes me want to go back and play that game. This is going a lot faster than I thought. This might. I thought this episode was going to be forever. I think that uh, uh, when we start getting into those later categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these ones are going to be quick. Um, okay, so really quickly, then the next one. Uh, okay, so once again, I'd like to say the best, the worst game that we played uh, for an episode or that we talked about on an episode was uh, the Olympics 2020, the official video game, Tokyo, with follow-ups, Final Fantasy 15, and every single fucking shitty platinum that I played in, in third place. Yeah, um, there we go. Yeah, we go. Okay, really quickly, how about we're calling this Best Discovery, which is basically best game that didn't come out this year that we played for the first time this year. Yeah, I, okay. So. So here are my three. Go for it. Hades. Okay. Mass Effect. And okay. Overcooked. Okay. Um. Hmm. I might put Mass Effect 2 on there, but I kind of like Mass Effect 1 a little bit more. I would agree with you there. Uh, that Mass Effect 1 is just a little bit better? Yeah, Mass Effect 1 is yeah. totally better in my eyes. Uh, what are, what are, games that you played this year that you really, really liked that did not come out this year? But, right. but it, it has to be a game you played for the first time. Well, I, I put Yakuza Like a Dragon here because... It came out last year, and I played it this year. And that game did you uh, did you not play it at all? I couldn't put no, it I on here because yeah. I did start playing it last December. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play it last year. I waited. I'm going to say that it's disqualified from this category because it already got an award. That's so- this this award okay. kind of seems superfluous when we've got the other one. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I've got some uh, I got some left field ones here. Okay, let's hear them. But let's take Yakuza out. Okay, we'll take Yakuza out. Uh, I have. Uh, then two others, which are Noita and Bean Battles. Oh, but didn't Bean Battles come out this year? No, Bean Battles came out in 2018. Okay. And All right. that game is fucking phenomenal. You love Bean Battles, and I, so I think it needs to go through. I feel very strongly that Hades and Mass Effect need to go through. Hades and Mass Effect. Um, Would you make it with Bean Battles, Hades, and Mass Effect? Uh, or do you feel like Hades should also be disqualified because it was in 
the top of, of games we did an episode on. disqualify Hades. Okay, let's uh, disqualify Hades. That I, I feel very strongly that Mass Effect needs to go on this list. I would accept Mass Effect. Um, and then the, the only other thing is, man, Noita is such a, like, I, that's one game that I've constantly told you, like, if you, uh, you know, if office hours start rolling around again, I would love to see you play it because the, one, the game is just beautiful. Uh, two, it's a really fun roguelike. And then three, the Twitch integration is so fucking fun. Yeah, you have to. Okay, I'm going to take a selfless token and I'm going to say that you care about Noita more than I care about Overcooked. So I think it's Bean Battles, Mass Effect, and Noita. But what do we pick as a winner? Because you know what I want. I want. I think Mass Effect is the best game out of these three. Bean Battles is better than Mass Effect. You're, I'll go on record. You're fucking crazy, man. I am. This game is so good. Okay, first of all, the the game is just this really basic just uh, battle royale game where you play as fucking beans, and the the rounds move really quick, so you play like a set instead of just you know one big long match, and you you know you only play with like eight friends. But the thing is, is that we started playing this game probably early this year. Um, and I have like 50 hours in the game. Uh, I've, I'm level 50 in the game. Um, I have almost like every item you can unlock. And it is something that we were just playing at Christmas Eve. Like that game is so good. It's one that in Discord we just constantly like... You know, when the night starts to slow down, everyone's just kind of like, oh, what do we do? And it's like, bean battles? And it's like, yeah, because it's 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 a dirt cheap game, so if anyone doesn't have it, you can go onto Steam and probably buy it for like a quarter right now. Um, like, yeah, 25 cents. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to just turn on, and it's so fun. It's just chaotic, and you can lose hours in it just because of how goofy it is. And it's kind of just one of those that we just go through all the maps, and then once we've done it, we're just like, oh, okay, cool, we're done. And then everyone kind of, you know, parts. Yeah, us, so. but in Mass Effect, I named my guy Fred Claus Shepard, <laughs> and I banged a blue alien lady and saw a butt. Oh well, and I got a, I got a trophy like for bullets. seeing that, but I got a trophy for, <laughs> of course, <laughs> dude. Uh, I, listen, I know the uh, Bean Battle seems really cool, but it's fucking Mass Effect. Yeah, but Mass Effect, like we know where it goes. You know what? And it doesn't right. go in a okay. right. But like there is a category place. later. Once again, I think Mass Effect will get its due, and I will mm-hmm. fight you tooth and nail. There's another category that we'll be doing very soon that I think Mass Effect is going to get its due in. So I'm okay with Bean Battles winning this. Dude, let's give you, Bean Battles a fucking game award. Let's give... Congratulations, we're the only podcast yes. that is brave enough to name the brave best enough, discovery because yes. you never played it before this year, right? Yeah, you like yeah. I haven't played it All before right. this year. And guess what? You at home listening to this, you've probably not played this before. So That's probably true. So it is now probably going into 2022 right now. Make this your 2022 discovery of the year because the best. Shit, so oh, yeah, because today is the 34. We're, it is uh, to, it's the final day. Yeah, today's the last final, final, final day of the year. Man, can you believe uh, what? What can we call that will happen in the next two days? It could be crazy because John Madden just died like yeah, an hour like, ago. Could you imagine if, um, like we had said? Who, just two who's gonna ago. wait okay let's let's call our shot right now what celebrity okay. is gonna die in the next three days uh man i felt really bad when betty white died don't say betty white i knew you were gonna <laughs> say that and it's too easy i'm trying to think of another old person um who's like a sickly old person? no <laughs> no you're gonna get us in trouble um it was really surprising when 
Kathy Griffin fell off that bridge. Yeah, that was tragic. Bungie uh, accident. Yeah, didn't even Bungie have the belt accident. on and just fell. And also, the other one that I can't believe passed away was Andy Dick. Heroin overdose. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty safe bet. All right. <laughs> um, the award for best discovery of game we played that didn't come out this year goes to Bean Battles Shout with runner-ups Mass Effect and Noita. Yeah. All right, next one is a very important award because after this one, we're going to get into the real awards. But this is the award that's going to tell you later when you're like, why didn't you nominate this? And the question is, we didn't play it because this is the award for best game that we didn't play that came out this year, but we probably should have. <laughs> Neither of us are professional games journalists true. at the moment. And so some games slip through the cracks. So here is the best. Uh, I've got... Uh, I've got four games on here. Probably, I've got three games on here. I don't need to. I don't need to name this one. I got three games on here that are games I know I definitely need to play, but just never got around to. And my three are Returnal, okay, Psychonauts Two, and Death's Door. Okay, what do you got? Uh, mine are Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, Crash Four. It's about time. It takes two. Voice of Cards. The Isle Dragon Roars. We can't give it to It Takes Two. We can't give it to It Takes Two because I have platinumed It Takes Two. Gotcha. So we can't give it to that one. Okay, so we have Returnal on here. Yeah, we both have Returnal. Okay, I really very strongly want to put Psychonauts 2 on this list because I have heard nonstop. I love Psychonauts. We can't. The only only reason. Oh, did you play Psychonauts 2? I played Psychonauts 2. Okay, we didn't play Psychonauts 2. How, hey man, I really want to play that game. Is it good? It's fucking great. It's really good. I, I was blown away by it. I couldn't believe it. You know, the only reason it. I haven't bought it is because I'm still holding out hope they're going to put out a physical version. Mm. And I don't want to buy it. But like, I'm getting to the point where it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay. So, Returnal, Death Door, SMT5. I refuse to let Crash 4 be on this list because fuck <laughs> that game. What was the other one you said? Uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. This is the new I, uh, Yoko Taro game. Oh, let's put that on there. Yeah. Returnal voice of cards. And then I've heard a lot about Death's Door. Yeah, me too. Um, like that's that honestly should probably be on my list because it looks fucking great. And how do you feel about Returnal voice of cards Death's Door? Yeah, I like that. Okay. And then the winner is probably Returnal, right? Yeah, we both had Returnal. That's definitely a game that I really want to play it. I love Roguelites, yeah. and I just don't have a PS5, so it's just... I own the game and just haven't gotten around to playing it, because I've heard that it was, like, it was busted, and apparently in the beginning it would crash, you would lose your save, but they've apparently updated right, it yeah. now to involve, to let you save and quit, and so you don't get that problem anymore. So now that that's up, I really am looking to play it in 2022, so... Hey, these are going great and quick. I knew these first like four were going to be I, really quick. So I have a feeling that we will probably do Returnal next year. I you will know. almost guarantee that there will be an episode next year on Returnal. Yeah. So congratulations. The best game we didn't play but probably should have goes to Returnal with uh, Runners Up, Death Door, and what the fuck is that Yokotaro game called? Uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. What the fuck is that on? Uh, the Switch. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> All right, so those are the easy ones. Now we're going to get into some real legitimate categories. These might take some... Well, this next one might be quick also, but after that, we're going to get into more discussions because I just feel like we are running through these, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
The next category is best remake, remaster, reimagine, or uh, you know something like that. Yeah, these are games that already came out and were remade or re-put out this year, with the exception that this is not just ports. You can't just have put your game right. on. This has to include there has either to be some kind of enhancement to it. It has to be an enhancement, an upgrade, or all the DLC. Right. Would you like to go yours first? Sure. Um, I got? have Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. I have okay. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. That's funny. You know what I have? Huh. I have Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Okay. I have Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Really? Okay. I have, and then two you don't have. I have Control PS5 Ultimate Edition. Okay. Which well, I might disqualify that because it is just the game, the DLC upres. But then I also have Death Stranding Director's Cut. Gotcha. So we know two that are going through. Let's have a quick discussion. Does Control count, or is it just a port? Um, that and honestly, that and Death Stranding. The only reason why Death Stranding didn't make it here for me was because it felt more of a port to me. It's something it that came out very new recently. Material. It does. It has a lot of new material, but it, it kind of didn't meet that like at least five year period where I'm like, you know, this this is something that was remade or remastered. Yeah, it's something that is right. contemporary. Now the question about the Super Mario World with Bowser's Fury is like Bowser's a new Fury video. Totally that's new. not really that's a new video game. I would say that Bowser's Fury should be its own thing in other categories. It, it's kind of hard to separate the two, right? Because it, it doesn't come uh, separate. Not really. Yeah, but they launch Mario 3. But the thing is, that's true, but they have a launcher. And so it is two separate games on the same package. I think Bowser's Fury is its own game that you could nominate for other awards. So I think you'd have to be looking at this as just the other thing. And that is literally just the game on. Like, that's not anything new I, I would i would put mario 3d world though in this category because i think that is probably one of the best uh mm. mario 3d games see but if we're going that way then i think control counts and i'll fight for control for the rest of my life because it's for the greatest game of um got put out last generation other yeah, than but persona here, here's my only thing is that control doesn't give you anything more and at least mm. mario 3d world gives you like a whole new game with it i would contend that we don't put either of these on the list. Okay. And instead we put Ghost of Tsushima director's cut yeah. because that had a whole new island. Let's, 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 uh, I still haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, well, I'm going to just speak for you and say it's better than Super Mario Brothers 3D World. Uh, so. 3D World's so good. I almost 100% of that game, too. I, I only have, like, two little things left. Well, okay, fine, little, okay, fine. Really well, fine. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> I'll take another selfless token. Making, I have two self-selecting these. <laughs> yeah, because you've won your every single category. You're getting your shit that's, in. That's All right. True. So the question is: It's between Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Scott Pilgrim. Okay. I want to say that I think it's great. Listen, Scott Pilgrim was basically a lost video game, mm-hmm. and somehow they're able to re-bring it out this year, and that's fucking rules. But as someone who never played any of fucking Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, I finished the whole trilogy within the last couple months, right. and I'll fucking punch you in the face if that doesn't win this <laughs> award. What a great collection. It, it Holy it, shit. And it did, it did something that a video game hasn't done yet for me as a trophy hunter, which is 
it is the first like one of these games to be a multi-game pack that also had a trilogy spanning trophy list of extra trophies to do between the games that is really neat that's so why don't more games do that it's so fucking cool i think the mass effect legendary edition is by far the best remake remaster you know whatever you want to call it of the year because it brought number one it made mass effect 3 playable by cutting out all of that shitty multiplayer i looked that up that looked like shit it that's it, right. I uh, forgot that they kind of like added that in yeah, at the last minute. It allowed better ways to play the original Mass Effect. And all three games are great. That's my argument. I think that as great as it is that Scott Pilgrim came out, and as fun, that, that game, it's great because it was lost media, but at the end of the day, Scott Pilgrim game is fine. It's not, a, you know, the best game ever made. It's just great that it came back out, but mass effect has to win this it award. is a really solid uh beat-em-up though it's a solid beat-em-up but it's ma- the mass effect trilogy dude yeah but i feel nah. like mass effect like mass effect one is a very high game for me they're uh, all hey i wanted to say this right now they're mm-hmm. all great all mass three, effect i even really I lo- good too and i really i enjoyed mass effect 3 i thought it played well yeah. i liked everything sure the ending's a little like but yeah that doesn't take away anything from me um i think mass effect legendary edition has to win this award it is a, a complete package that does something new and okay. i think scott pilgrim's biggest thing is just that it was a lost game that was brought back out and that's great that's and great. i'm glad that i own it but let, but let me pose this question. Okay. Right. When do you see yourself replaying either of these games? Like, do, could uh, you see yourself playing uh, Scott Pilgrim more simply just because it's something that's easier to pick up and play? And it's also multiplayer. Well, this uh, is a bad question because you know that once I've platinum a game, I don't give a shit and I never go back to it. <laughs> so replayability doesn't matter for me. But if you had the option to go back and play it, Mass Effect. Yeah. There are so many. I didn't. I want. I want to want to see what happens if I go Renegade. I want to see what happens if I make different decisions. I want to try different. I like went through the whole trilogy as a soldier. I'd like to try it as different classes. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Pilgrim is yeah. It's like oh, you want to play Scott Pilgrim online? Okay, I'll fuck around for a little bit, and that'll just be a reason as an excuse to hang out with somebody. I want to play Mass Effect by myself with nobody else and i just want to i get why listen it's not my favorite game of all time but i get why fuckers still have like n7 tattoos this game is great but scott and remember how i said remember how earlier i like shut up and it remember how earlier when i was like fine i'll let you have bean battles because mass effect (laughs) will get its due later this is where mass effect is getting its due you fuck Look, I'm only putting I, up the fight for Scott Pilgrim just because I know that Mass Effect right, totally well, deserves The winner is Mass Effect. <laughs> I'd like to congratulate the best re, yes. remake, remaster, re-whatever. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which more video games, I'm begging you, do this. Put a trophy list on your launcher that, and then have all your trophy lists for the games that you put in your collections, but have arc-spanning trophies. That shit was awesome. That's cool. Uh, That's such a like unique thing to do, too, once you've got the trilogy done, to then put it all together, throw yeah. it back out, and then you can just put in just a couple little things that give uh, that player who's going to replay it. Yeah, little treats to little just treats. kind of pick up as they go along. That's really cool. And I so- like that a lot. I like it a lot. So that's our winner with our follow with our runners up Scott Pilgrim versus the World Complete Edition, and uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Fuck it. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Wait, okay. we're not putting Mario here. 
No, we've written guess. That's too late. We moved on. Just, right. Um, too late, buddy. The next award: best accessibility options. Ooh. Okay, I've got. All right, this. I've got four. I have three. I have Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Far Cry Six, and Chicory: A Colorful Tale. Interesting. What do you have? I have Horizon. Uh, or sorry. Oh my God. Yeah, Forza Horizon. All, all day today, I've been just calling Forza Horizon Five just Horizon, and I'm just I don't know why I think my Forza Horizon Zero Dawn. Alloy drifts on fucking animals. Dinosaurs. Wouldn't that be yeah. tight? <laughs> uh, Hori- yeah, Forza Horizon Five, Far Cry Six, and Deathloop. Remember the accessibility options in Deathloop. Deathloop, it's it's the one thing is that it's it's very early. It just kind of puts it there in front of you, and it's just it gives you the opportunity to just tune everything really quick. Um, hmm. Like okay, so we know you know simple things like text, yeah. you know everything, but it's it's not as far uh, along as something like Forza is because Forza Horizon Five is one of the best accessible games I've ever seen in my life. I still don't understand the idea of how, like, this is legitimate. I want to have this discussion. Yeah, totally. I don't understand the idea of having an ASL translator on screen when you could just put text on the screen. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it's a weird thing, right? Because you could have, um, different inflection in the way that, uh, the ASL interpreter is moving. Uh, which you don't okay. get from text which okay. to add in it's like yeah you, you could further than say like well the character should be portraying that but it, it can be hard to look at text and a character at the same time so it's isn't it hard to look, to at, look at someone doing sign and driving at the same time well that does, it's only during like cutscenes and stuff oh, they don't really okay. have I, that, whatever. Yeah, um, they're, they're just small cutscenes I would like to really quickly talk about some accessibility options in, in um, Chicory that I thought were like, they have yeah. that is it, I don't know if you've played Chicory not yet, we, we've been talking about it a little bit I it's really, really good, I, I, I recently just finished it but I haven't platinumed it yet um, that game is okay full disclosure, mm-hmm. Chicory as far as I've concerned is a allegory game about dealing with depression Okay. As someone who never has, some of it didn't really land on me, gotcha. but I get what they're doing. But their accessibility options are the first games I've ever seen where you can straight up put up trigger warnings. <gasps> I love that. That's amazing. That seemed pretty like up there. Because I also, really wish Final Fantasy had trigger warnings in it. It's a game all about color, and they were smart enough to put in a colorblind option. Okay. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> um also it's got it's got sliders for everything also it's really fun like all of their options are not just like turn this on it's like hey do you want uh sad things yeah nah do you want uh motion blur on this yeah cool not really like it's all like in universe which is kind of nice um and then ratchet and clank rift apart has pretty much anything that you could possibly think of because it's not yeah it's not no it's not yeah it's not no who makes uh, I want to say not, it's Insomniac. not Naughty Dog. It's um, Insomniac. Sorry, yeah. I always fuck all those up. Insomniac literally thought of everything that you could possibly think of to make an accessibility option, like 
every color, every sound, every everything, all the gameplay. Um, There's one huge thing that just pushes Horizon over for me. Because it is a game where you self-insert yourself, right? And it lets Is it? I don't know. Have... All I know is you drive cars. Yeah, well, like, you have, like... Okay, you have a drivatar, which is, like, the uh, dumbest thing in the world. Like, you, you make oh, a character, I hate, right? I hate it already. But you can have they, them pronouns. Oh, okay, for you. That's, that's fucking big. amazing. Like, okay. when, I, was, when so, I had that, I was like, oh, my God, this is my game of the year. <laughs> Forza Horizon. Love it. For, Forza? Forza Horizon 5 seems like it's making it on. Far Cry 6 mm-hmm. is making it on because uh, we both agreed. And then... I'm going to pick the third one since you got fours on there. Sure. And I'm, it's hard because Guardians of the Galaxy has really good accessibility options too. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it's got like every single custom uh, difficulty you can think of. That's right. You were talking about this in the uh, one of the previous episodes. Yeah. I really like the idea of that. That's amazing. Honestly, the hearing the trigger warning stuff with Chicory really makes me happy because yeah, there was a there was a scene in Final Fantasy fourteen in the newest expansion that really fucked me up. Like I'm somebody. Oh, who we should probably have said at the beginning. We might spoil these games. Yeah, just like hold on. Yeah, there there's a scene in Final Fantasy fourteen where a guy shoots himself in the head, and it is a very sad scene, and it like his brains are splattered across like the what uh, in Final the Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, yeah, oh. like it's it's a Garlean moment, and it is because it's the moment of like we're going there and being like, let us help you, and they're like, no, we've been enemies forever. Your magics are fucked up and weird, and the guy like. We're like, hey, look, you're fucked. Everyone's going to die. We're going to take your people and try to get them some help. And he's just like, well, for Garlemald, boom, shoots him fucking brains across the fucking floor. And I was like, oh, my God, because then it's like you just see like there's a smoking gun on the floor and everything. I'm kind of interested in seeing that. I'm kind of interested in seeing that just because like Final Fantasy 14 doesn't have the best graphics. How do you like? It's re- I mean, the graphics are really good. I mean, despite it still uh, being I guess on, like, it, is it an in-game cutscene? Is it an in-game yeah, cutscene? Cut yeah. Was it an in-game cutscene or an out-of-game cutscene? Because if they're using the in-game engine, I don't see how they could do that. Um. Well, I, I would say even all the in-game engine right, stuff hold is on. pretty good. So. Yep. It's uh. It's. All right. I'm. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. Um. But it, but it was something that um. It really like I'm someone who deals a lot with depression and and thoughts like that and stuff and you should probably play chicory i think it would it would like i, I, I really like it, it we'll it's, talk about it in, in later categories we're going to talk about it in later categories because i had a really fun time with it mm-hmm. because it's mostly just a puzzle game but like and no disrespect to it but it was talking a lot about just like sometimes you know dealing with depression and everything and it's no like not trying to bag on anyone oh totally. thankfully my life is very good and it was just like <laughs> oh yeah i can empath- or i can sympathize but i've right. never really gone through this so i don't really get it but I feel like it would be more up your alley. Hey, you should play Chicory next year. I'm going to check out. You know what? I'll check. I'll try and check it out before the next episode. That being said, I'm still, I think, going to give it to. <laughs> I got to give it to Guardians of the Galaxy. That's fair. Um, yeah, I like the they, modifying. The fact player. that you can modify literally everything about that game. Plus, they have like all the other accessibility options you can need. Mm-hmm. Do like yeah. That. Okay. No. Yeah. But square, what, what it's Square Enix. It, uh, I mean, we both agreed it's got to be Far Cry Six, right? Oh man. We both said Far Cry Six. It's the one that matches. That's true. Once again, we haven't really talked about Far Cry Six's accessibility options. They have text to speech. They have every single type of uh, colorblind or like uh, 
option you can use for site. They have the things that I use, which is sometimes when I'm moving fast, I, you know, the collectibles in that game look like the rest of the game. So you have the option to outline them at all times. You have the option to outline enemies at all time in case you don't see where things are moving. Um, and then, yeah, it, the game literally loads. And the first thing that happens is it says, welcome to Far Cry 6 in... And like those options are on. It's not a thing you have to go search for. It's it's just assuming right. here are all the accessibility options. We've turned them on. You can turn off the ones you don't need. We just assume you need them. Yeah, I like that's that pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And we both agreed on it. I think it's only fair, right? But man, I'm gonna go back on what I said. I'm not gonna give it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-oh. No, I am gonna give it. I- I'm just thinking how Ratchet and Clank had also a lot. Mm. You know what? Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm going. Fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank also had, like, everything that, um, I swear it's like Insomniac went to Naughty Dog and just said, can we have all your accessibility options? And Naughty Dog went, yeah, sh- that's cool. Because <laughs> they included everything on a gameplay aspect on and on, uh, but, but also, ch- no, fuck it. I'm going to go back again. It's going to Chicory. Chicory just had, I, the thing about their accessibility options is they had a shitload of them, and they're in-universe. I like that touch. Yeah, I, I you when you play the game, you understand. OK, yeah. so the best accessibility options of the year are going to Far Cry 6 with runners up Forza Horizon 5 and Chicory, a colorful tale. Love it. Uh, but Deathloops were really good, too. <laughs> well, you know what? Best accessibility options this year is going to Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Deathloop, Chicory, Ratchet and Clank and Guardians of the Galaxy. All accessibility options are great. None are better than the other. Everyone wins an award. For real, I'm, like uh, you I'm guys are that. exemplary and putting out more and more uh, accessibility options. Yeah, and thank you for. It's great that away. more people. It's great that people are able to play more video games, and I'm happy that video games can get to a bigger basis. And also, once again, selfishly, I love that I can use it to get trophies easier. <laughs> um, I feel no shame in saying that, but I'm also glad for the people that need them. Hell yeah! Okay, next category. We're going to go to, uh, you know, let's, let's go down this best new character. Okay. This is for a character from a video game that has not ever been in a video game before. So it can't be someone's like how to really, you know, not someone from a game that was like in a past. It's got to be a new character. This is their first time in a game. Right. This one was right. really hard for me because I Why don't, didn't really play a lot of games that had like new characters. Really? Yeah. I, this was very easy for me. I have a couple really good ones. Do you want me to say mine first? Yeah, then? go for it. Okay. My I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate four. Mm-hmm. I've got Cole from Deathloop. I've got Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. I've got Heisenberg from Resident Evil Village. Um, you know what? That's it. I'm gonna do those three: okay. Cole, Heisenberg, and Mantis. What do you got? Um, no, I'll say my fourth. I would also say the other one was Juliana from uh, Deathloop, but the only thing is she does get kind of grating by the end. Yeah, that I I didn't put her because I was no. You know what? Fuck her. No, she's good in the beginning, but then she gets a kind of whatever. So I got Cole, Heisenberg, and Mantis. What do you got? Okay, so I have uh, Future Tana from Crash Four. Because I think she is a different character. Uh, simply because she is. She's a different parallel timeline. So uh, Future Tana, shout out to her. 
Um, no, got, that's a, that's the same character with a different. No, that doesn't count. Go ahead. That's totally a different character. That doesn't count. Go ahead. What's your uh, next one? I've got Heisenberg from from Village. Heisenberg. Okay. I've got Colt from uh, Colt. Uh, Deathloop. Okay. And I have uh, this one was really hard. I wasn't going to include it, uh, but I have Medion from Final Fantasy fourteen, who is a new character. Let me tell you. Okay, so Colton Heisenberg make it through. Let me tell you why Mantis from the Guardians of the Galaxy, as a as a Marvel fan, why Mantis deserves to be on this list. Mm-hmm. This Mantis is not like the ones from the movies or the comic books. Who's like, oh, I'm I'm Mantis and I don't know what's going on. In in this one, this is a Mantis who can see all possible timelines at the same time and is just uh, trying to guide the Guardians of the Galaxy through this point. And she keeps talking, oh, oh, good, this isn't the reality where that thing, uh, or this isn't the one. She just kept talking about, because she can see them all. She's like, this is the one, that's the one. She can see Neo. She can, uh, she's constantly being uh, heralded as the Celestial Madonna. And she's got an entire like cult that is always like tending to her, refining to her. And she just thinks it's hilarious. She's uh, actively trying to help the Guardians, but also telling them about, like, oh, good, this isn't the one where uh, Rocky gets sucked into that propeller over there. Uh, She's fucking hilarious. She also has a very, very touching scene, uh, like, with... uh, You're trying to get Drax back from... I don't want to spoil... I know he said spoilers up, but I want you to play this game, so I don't want to say too many spoilers. Um, But there's this whole thing with Drax where she is, like, the kind of the emotional support lead there, and she's fucking hilarious she's uh great in an emotional role and she is a cornerstone of the story of that game i think mantis has to be on this list and she's never been in a video game before i mean you should go to google images and type in tana and she's not a new character images that pop up (laughs) not a new character Alternate character, like the same character from an alternate timeline, it's still the same character. <laughs> not, al- I, I'm semantically not allowing it on this list. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm using my two selfless tokens. Mantis is going on this list. Okay, that's fair because uh, I'll 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 allow that. Okay. I'll allow it. I, I, I do I do like uh, my reason Chris, for having Medion. Play that game next year. You I will need check to play Guardians that, of the Galaxy because everyone keeps talking about it now. So I'm like, all right, it's all right, so I guess fucking I good. I want to check it out. We have a category later called Best Surprise. Guess what? I'll be talking about this fucking game. <laughs> uh, the, the only reason I included Medion, this was kind of more of just to round out the list a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's a great character. It's uh, She didn't win this category for me, though, just simply because while she is still a great addition to the cast, it it's a little cheapened because she's somebody who's introduced very late into it and becomes the biggest crux of everything. So it's kind of like, well, you know, that's, it, it would have been, I think it would have, there would have been more of a payoff if it was something that was embedded, um, maybe a couple expansions ago or something, or just clues into it. Um, and I guess you could argue that there is some, uh, hints towards her in like Shadowbringers but not enough to um, give it more weight, I guess. Um, in the end, she she's very. It's a very touching story that she has. Uh, I cried a lot for this character, and of course, as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, "If anyone hurts this fucking sweet being, I will kill everyone in this room and then myself." And Tell it was uh, unfortunately, you know, they they definitely do something. Can I offer you a compromise her, so. here? Yeah, 
I'm willing to take off Heisenberg and we can make it Colt, Mantis, and Metreon if you really feel that. I like I love Heisenberg. No, because the thing is is that like she's she's lower on my list because I think Heisenberg like the, the thing about okay. Heisenberg's that is great. Well, is okay, so let's get into the conversation the that is we should get into the conversation which is which is the better character, because it's gonna be our winner. Is it Heisenberg or is it Colt? I I like Heisenberg a lot more. See, I think I like Colt just a little bit more. Let's have this conversation and let's really talk it out. Yeah. What do you like? I listen. I love Heisenberg. But you haven't played. Did you play Deathloop? Yeah, I, I've actually been playing Deathloop. Oh um, yeah, you're playing on PC, right? I am. And the, the thing about Colt mm-hmm. is that I love that he is a main character who is a basically a self insert for the player because Colt has no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And you can feel his frustration when you're frustrated, but his humor when he, when he has his humor. And as he realizes it, I think um, the guy who plays him, whose name is, wrote it down here, whose name is Jason E. Kelly, yeah. did a fantastic fucking job playing Colt. I agree to a certain extent with that. Uh, it, or at least um, in the... Uh, analysis of the character. I think he does an amazing job playing the character, uh, Jason E. Kelly. But the problem with Colt for me is that I get very tired of his dialogue. Um, and that may be a writing thing more than it's just the character because I think the character is very cool. Um, I think he's very fun. I love playing as him. And there are a lot of moments where he, he does bring a lot of levity to like the situation or like just even what you're doing running around the world when you are frustrated. But the problem for me is that that kind of stuff gets very um, tiresome very fast. So with Heisenberg, I just feel like he's somebody that... Is there something to be said about the fact that Heisenberg only has four cutscenes in the entire game? I I think that's fair, but I think his... That's why I didn't nominate Lady D, because I I think Lady D is the thing that everyone's saying is the best new character, but Lady D is only in the game for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah, that's true. Um, I get get why you would nominate her, though, because uh, she has that very, you know, she's the first fourth of the game. That first castle is one of the longer, you know, of the, the four that you get to play through. I, I would but, say that her and Heisenberg's part are about the same length. Yeah. Heisenberg's I, might be a little bit longer, but also Heisenberg's not even in his own part. Right. But I, I love Heisenberg's um, like motivation. I love how he kind of like meets you to like meet on your level and just kind of be like, dude, like she's crazy. Like let's team up. We'll take Rose and we'll take over this stuff. Like, I kind of like that angle. of Yeah, you're right. Lot. Whereas like Colt's great. Um, but again, he is just kind of more of a self-insert. But if you're going to put in a self-insert, just kind of make that a voiceless character. No, but I think that Colt being voiceless would have ruined the... Like, the mood of that game is set by Colt's frustration yeah. and Colt and him learning. And I think, like, if you make Colt... Also, Colt is not only the, the self-insert character, but also Colt is... Wait, how far are you into the game? Uh, Just, like like five-ish hours or something like have that. you met the other cults i i've met a couple okay so he's also a character that can just show that's up true. yeah and you know i did like that but I, I don't know if that's like i i guess i mean yeah it is him but 
uh, I don't know. It, the dialogue for me in that game just kind of gets grating after a while to where like I kind of just stop listening to it. And I think that that's kind of a negative thing. That's like a huge negative to me because if I don't want to listen to the characters talk, then like what's the purpose of having them have a voice, right? Can I go back and add the new character from Persona 5 uh, Strikers into here? Yeah, let's do that. No, I like Mantis <laughs> a lot. Um, all right, fine. You know what? You're right. Uh, sure. Okay, I'll go with it. All right. The winner of the best new character is Heisenberg Shut up, from Heisenberg. Resident Evil 8 Village with uh, runners-up Colt Vaughn from Deathloop and Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, side... Uh, we didn't. I didn't tell you about this category. Next category, worst new character. Oh, okay. And I've nominated three characters. Are you ready? It's the fucking book from It Takes Two. It's that oh. shitty dad from It Takes Two, and it's that shrill ass mom from It Takes Two. I like It Takes Two. It is a fun game. All the characters in that game fucking suck. <laughs> can I? You haven't played the, it yet, right? Can I? Add, what's her name? Jul- is Juliana or whatever from Deathloop? <laughs> No, absolutely not. She's good. I like her. She gets a little annoying at the end, but that's because the game is wrapping it's up. It's annoying like 20 minutes. You, need to, you should take play It Takes Two with your wife. Yeah. You guys will have a fun time because the gameplay is fun, but the story of that game is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Do you know the story of It Takes Two? I've watched a lot of it, yeah. Welcome to me dumping on It Takes Two. It Takes Two is a story about two people that hate each other and then pushing the theory that, well, you got a kid, so you got to stay together for the kids. Ugh. And you'll, you'll find out that you love each other. Those two people, I've never met two characters that more than ever needed to get a fucking divorce. Like, I, I lived through that as a child, so I don't want to play. I didn't. <laughs> I, thankfully, my parents, awesome parents, love my mom and dad, couldn't ask for better parents. I couldn't imagine being that fucking child. So <laughs> the worst character of 2022 2021 no it's fucking joseph ferris whatever the fuck that (laughs) guy's name is fuck you for writing this game hey congratulations on winning another uh game yeah (laughs) to put that next to your fucking game award you piece of shit all right that was me dunking on it takes two which by the way is one of my top 10 games of the year (laughs) it's a really hey it's a real fun game (laughs) oh boy all right now this being said, we had a category for best performance, but it's all just the same people we just talked about. Do we need a best performance category? Mm, I don't. We'll see. Do you have anybody on here that we didn't just talk about? Because mine is I fucking. Mine's Cole. Mine is literally Cole, Heisenberg, and Mantis again. I have um, Richard Hor- Horowitz uh, as Raz from Psychonauts 2. Because he does a really good job in it. You know what? Fuck it. He wins. And then I have uh, Renee nope. Zagger from Final Fantasy. No, it's Fantasy. over. <laughs> no, it's over. The guy that plays uh, Raz. That guy does a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, he was in Vader's M and a bunch of other Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that guy wins an award for best uh, performance of a guy who uh, is voice I recognize. Yeah. All right. These are going good, man. Yeah. Um, let's do some, let's go a little technical. Okay. Let's start with the category best graphics. Best graphics. Now this is a category not, we're not talking like, these are like what game actually looks the best. Like this is technical. Like this is the best looking game of 2021. 
Well, we have another category for like best. We have a best style category. We'll get there. But this is the game that actually looks the best on your television or your computer screen. Mm-hmm. I got three. What do you got? Um, let me find my category. There it is. I've right. got three. Okay, I've got Ratchet and Clank, Drift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Deathloop. What do you got? I have new Pokemon Snap, uh, Halo Infinite, and Forza Horizon 5. Oh, none of ours match. Hey, this is the first one. Okay, first of all, I've got to say, I want you right now to pick your top out of those three, and I'll pick my top. I know what my top is, and it's Ratchet and Clank. My my top is Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank drift apart on the PS5. Literally, I've said this before, it looks looks like you're playing a Pixar movie. Like, it looks like you're playing... Something made by Pixar for playing on a television screen, and yet somehow it moves. I need that on this list. Which one do you need on this list? Forza. The game is too fucking okay. beautiful. I mean, car yeah, games I, always I, look beautiful. I absolutely but... agree with that. I've seen a lot of Forza, and it needs to be on this list. Um, what were you? Okay, so I've got Village of Deathloop. You've got new Pokemon Snap, and what was the uh, other one? Halo. Halo Infinite. Halo. Um, I've seen new Pokemon Snap. It looks fine, but I, I don't. I don't think it holds up to the rest of these. That's fair. I, I do think it is a really pretty game. Uh, it, it's worth the shout out. But yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Um, I'm willing to cut Deathloop from this list. I think it looks great. I love the stylized, but um, comparatively to the other two, it is a little cartoonish compared to like the graphics powerhouse that is uh, Ratchet and Forza. Yeah. Okay, so we've got. Village and I'm sorry, what was the other one? Uh, Halo. I think Halo looks like dog shit. <laughs> Everything is a muddy brown color, and then some dude show up. I've now, granted, I haven't played it, I've just watched people mm-hmm. play it, but I don't think it looks anything special. Resident Evil Village looks disgusting in the best way possible. Yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. There. This was another hard category for me because it's like it, it's easily Forza for me just because it looks so beautiful and everything that you do feels great, looks great. Uh, and Halo, it's like, yeah, it looks great. Um, it, but it, it's graphics, you know? It's the uh, graphics. It's graphics for me. It's graphics. Um, okay. So we've got our three. It's Ratchet, it's Village, and it's Forza. Yeah. But it sounds like you're going Forza. I, I, I have to say, I'm putting my foot down. Uh-huh. The reason to play a P- to own a PS5 graphics-wise is Ratchet and Clank. I've seen yeah. Forza, and I absolutely agree it needs to be on this list. But Ratchet and Clank looks like it was made for a billion dollars by, by award-winning studio Pixar. Whereas, dude, Forza looks great, and it, car games usually look great. Ratchet and Clank looks like a moving cartoon. Really does. Like I want to show you. I want to show it. you. I want to show you a sequence from that game. Okay. Go to about forty-five seconds and watch it for like a minute. And tell me that the fact that this so seamlessly goes from a cutscene to playable, and the way that it looks, is it fucking amazing? At least the pirates are taking care of. God damn! <laughs> it does look good. How seamlessly, though, also because of the SSD of the PS5, how seamlessly it moves from being a full cutscene to being this, like, so the scene we're watching, if you don't know, it's a part in the game where you're basically doing a grind, uh, a rail grinding part 
where a giant robot that looks like the Iron Giant is actively trying to kill you. Uh, and it goes from cutscene to video game to cutscene to video game seamlessly. And it's high pace. Everything is moving around you. It's kinetic. Fuck, this game looks so beautiful. Yeah, this this is probably the game I want to play the most on the PS5. Like, buy a PS5, you piece of shit. Buy a fucking PS5. It is ever the conversation in the house right now. <laughs> okay. So, well, the conversation is do it, and then look how great that looks when you go through the fucking like portals and shit. This wins. Forts yeah. is great, and I think it's a winner up. But the winner of this category has to be Ratchet and Clank. I would have to give it to it simply just because it's like, well, this is, it's more than just kind of driving cars, which is Forza. That's it, you know? I think that Forza is great. It uh, is. I've seen footage of it. It looks really good when you drive that car. But and I don't like want to knock running it. Running around, hopping off of rails. Fucking Lombax. Yeah, like running right. on walls, having fucking giant robots trying to grab you and shit. Like, the shit looks so fucking fun and cool. Like, yeah. Best graphics go to Ration and Clank, Rift Apart with uh, runners up. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 and uh, Resident Evil Village Yo, for being out gross. Shouts out. Alright, next one. Best music. Now, um, I'm going to ask to share my screen with you so that I can... I want the music to be played for the people at home. Okay. Can we do that? Is that allowed? Uh, Yeah. Perfect. We could do that. First of all, I have three. What do you have? Um, best music. I've got. I've got three. Okay, my three are Persona Five Strikers. Okay. Death Loop, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. What are your three? My three are Sonic Colors Ultimate, Ear that Replicant. Just, neither of these are new games. Uh, I. Well, near replicate should you should have brought that up during best remake it's nope. a remake it is not a remake it is a sequel um no i thought it was a remake of near replicate it is in a way but it is not okay fuck and, and sonic colors is just sonic colors again that doesn't count that totally counts because it's it's uh all the music was redone for this game <sighs> i don't i don't think that counts what was your other one uh persona 5 strikers okay good um i want to fight you on sonic colors i don't care that the music was remade it's the same music from an old game uh i mean it's the same it's it's not a new game okay sonic colors is not a new game but question i will i will give you near replicant fine okay sonic colors is not a new video game and that's impossible then I would I would sub it for Final Fantasy 14 because that's fine. I was man, assuming you were Masayoshi Soken is one of the greatest music composers yeah. right now. And oh, man, this expand. I wasn't going to put it in here because it was like, yes, so it's fine. Win. I expected right. you to put it in here. So we know one that's going through. <laughs> I think Guardians of the Galaxy has to be on this list because I think the score of Guardians is good, but they do a really good job of using uh you know, Guardians has that trend of wanting to use 70s and 80s music. Right. And they do a really good job of using that when it's appropriate. And it's all new songs that weren't in any of the movies. So you get a new soundtrack. Okay. Also, though, I really like Deathloop's like 
70s crimey sounding thing. So I don't know about that. Which one of your games, Near Replicant or Final Fantasy, do you feel more strongly about? Oh, Final Fantasy. That music is so fucking good. Again, so can I assume, do you have something to play? Do you have something to play for the, the for the people at home? I, I I can yeah hang on let me uh yeah. let me share my screen let me hear something quick all right Ryan check this out look Soken uh, I saw your I saw your chart now or your your uh, show notes <laughs> uh Soken makes the best fucking music like look okay the is great hear. but listen to this this is actual music. No, we didn't say what I think about this. This sounds like some fucking all-American rejects bullshit. <laughs> I I was expecting some like high, over-the-top like anime cutscene music, which I was gonna be like, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. This song sucks. No. Dude, this is like the only yeah, other this thing. sounds like some hot bullshit. This right here. Get into some hot shit. Listen to that. This Just is moody. I like very this. Very ambiatic, like. Yeah. Okay. This is at the end. I was expecting some shit. like, oh, oh, you know, like I gonna murder you music. Yeah, but that's what the thing. It? This game, it does that. Inverts yeah. it too. It's so, right. There's a wide range of things. Like, okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, we feel strongly about this. Now turn this shit off because <laughs> I'm playing some good music. Fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. My other one that I want on here for sure is definitely. Listen to this fucking shit. This sounds like spy shit. And you get the clock in the background because it's the loop of time. It's Dude, a nice touch. I do like the clock. Oh, this is so good. And then it like takes wait takes off in here a second. It gets really like kind of like underhanded and seedy. Like listen to this. Wait a minute though. Yeah, right here. Listen to this. I fucking love this. I think this list is is Final Fantasy fourteen. I think this list is Deathloop, and then I think this list is Persona Five Strikers. What do you think about that list? Uh, I don't know. I think that Final Fantasy fourteen's music is is the best. Okay, well, I'm gonna play a song now that shows why it's the best because this is why I created this. Mm -hmm. I have more opinions than you on music. Oh, Welcome no. to Persona 5, for Persona 5 Strikers, X to Grind, the best song of 2021. Listen to this shit. I created this just so I can make sure this song wins an award. Persona 5 Breakers did what Persona 5 did and made jazz cool. Jazz has always been cool. No, it's not. (laughs) 
I fucking love that song. What that song it? fucking rules. It is a good um, song. Oh fuck. Oh, also, here's the the new. Uh, this is the new. Um, the what's it called the battle music. It's called Daredevil. Listen to this shit. This shit rips. You wanna you wanna listen to your fucking Motion City soundtrack bullshit over there on Final Fantasy? And I'm listening to this. I'm killing all of these fucking uh, Jack Frosts to this music, motherfucker. This wins. I don't give a shit about anything you have to say or play. I I, I want to let you know this was all a trick. I realized <laughs> I was going to have to give you at least one Final Fantasy winning, but I was going to make damn sure that this... I didn't honestly think that you were going to put it on your list, <laughs> but I was going to make damn sure this won Best Music because this is the only soundtrack from a video game this year that I would buy and listen to on repeat for the rest of my fucking yeah. life. I love this music. Look. I just want to give you a taste of one thing real quick. Though. I don't want it. Check this. Listen to that fucking bass. That's, that's a good bass. I will give you that. That's a very good bass. Ugh. You know what's got a better bass? The Persona 5 Strikers version of Blast Surprise. <laughs> Ooh, listen to that. Oh! How can you not get pumped the fuck up when you hear this? Chris. You know what? This music. Some fine music's so good. And then, of course, so like, fucking good. there is always the classic. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. We're going to play some, like, something. It doesn't matter, though, because I, Ryan has his way, as yep. always. The best music of 2021 is Persona 5 Strikers with Runners Up, Deathloop, and Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> We've got one more in this kind of like feels category, and that's best style. Now, what does best style mean? Best style is kind of a mixture of graphics and also of music and also of UI. And also it's, it's the best game that just has an overall groove and style and fit to it. What game gets you funky, I think, is the way that I would put it. Would, would you agree with that? Um, for best style? Yeah, like best style. It's the best game that, or I guess the best game that puts you in a world and has like a, like everything, the style, it just, oh, it's got good style, like it's good, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't have, it can also be a cute thing, it can be a, a gross thing, it's just the best game that's got an overall look and feel to it that is consistent. Yeah. I got three, what do you got? I also have three. What are they? I have Loop Hero, uh, Persona 5 Strikers. And Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. I have Persona 5 Strikers. I have Death Loop. And I have Chicory, a colorful tale. Okay. Well, we know one that's going through. Yep. We got Persona through. So I like this idea of like when we just have one that goes through, we each get to pick one and then we fight about it. So out of your other two, which one do you think has the best? And tell me why it's got the best style. Hmm. Okay, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis has the best style. Why is that? It is this uh, futuristic, like, everything is shiny. 
everything is it's like star wars on crack like it is mm-hmm. the future of like latex and robots and it fucking rules uh i i just love the look of um every little creature i love that i love that this world is also like set into one planet like the the previous pso2 uh was you were in space and you were going to different planets where this one is it's it we're on a world now and that world feels super fantasy star and it hasn't felt that way since 2001 with fantasy star online one uh in that it's awesome and i love uh being in that world i love just the way everything looks in that world um does the music fit with it too? Yeah, the music fits with it. It's all a simple package. Like cuz it's it's very like that like neo future uh kind of um I, I hate using techno as like an all-encompassing yeah, word, yeah. but like know you know you that like electronic uh more trancey kind of like and uh like psytrance stuff at times. Like I don't know, it's mm. it's just super fast uh moving and then when you have those moments of like in between battles, it lightens up with a nice piano and stuff. Uh I really like that world. I always want to be in the fantasy star world, especially this one just cuz you know, it it takes such a macro thing that we've had for so long and puts you in a micro area, you know? Okay. I'm going to say that I think the best style out of the other two that I have of Deathloop and Chicory, I think that the best style has got to go to Deathloop. I think Deathloop captures that style of the 70s spy fiction and mm-hmm. kind of groovy, groovy 60s and 70s. More 60s probably than 70s is what I meant to say. Like that groovy spy, but also like everything's very off and weird and kind of british it reminds me a lot of that show the prisoner if you know what that is i don't um uh prisoner was a show from the 60s from uh england and the premise of it was the this spy who tried to retire basically got kidnapped and thrown on this island that was a prison for other spies and he doesn't know why he's there and everything's fucking weird you should look it up it's fucking kooky. yeah i'll check it out i think the between the menus and the music and everything about that game, I think definitely has to go on this list. And I'd say that saying all that, the winner is of course Persona Five Strikers because how how do you get more fucking stylish than Persona Five? You do it again. Yeah, it's so good. I love the fucking anime world though. Like everything that they uh, did for this one with like the heavy black outlines and stuff. Like oh, it just it's so beautiful how everything looks how. It's explosive. Um, I, it's fun. It's and what's also face. great, so what's great about Persona 5 Strikers is this idea of they're basically on a road trip going through all of Japan. Mm-hmm. And so every place is like you get a little slice of like, here's what Sendai is like. Here's like, you know, and you get to walk around and do these things that I'm assuming you as someone who lived in Japan are like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Awesome. And so they, they capture this cool feeling of a road trip around Japan and also that Persona 5 coolness. Um, without a doubt, the best style of 2021 is Persona 5 Strikers. You know much, how much I would love to have just a road trip around Japan where I like play different fucking video games would be like amazing. <laughs> okay, but also you have to go into jails and fight in a Musou game. That's the only <laughs> downside of Persona 5 Strikers is that it's a Musou game. No, Musou games are amazing. I love I'm it. not a Musou. Listen, I loved this game for the Persona 5 parts of it. I wasn't the biggest Musou fan. 
I, I it's still a great Muzo game, though. Game. I, 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 I ended up liking it because while it's a Muzo game, it's got a lot of like, okay, we know you're not into Muzo games, so here's things to subvert that. And it does it well that it kept me in. That's cool. um, best style, though, 100%. Persona 5. Totally. Yeah. We're doing good. This is a good... I'm having a good time. Yeah. Next game. Hey, Chris. Hey, let's Ryan. let's name the coziest game okay. of 2021. There's been a trend in the last couple of years of cozy games, games where you get to just like, you know, you get in your pajamas and you play them and you feel good and everything's like it started kind of with Stardew. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's been taken off really well. I want to know the I, I'm going to start with mine. I want to name the, the top three best cozy games of 2021 were Chicory, A Colorful Tale. A Short Hike. And the procession to cavalry, which I know you haven't heard of, but I'll explain it in a second. Okay, uh, mine are drastically different. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you got? Uh, my cozy games are uh, Orcs Must Die Three. What the fuck? No, that's not what. Okay, not well, what this category is about. No, it's cozy for me because it is a game that I can just turn my brain off. And that play. game didn't come out this year. Yeah, it did. Oh, it's not. Three, that's not. Turn your brain off is not what I meant. Like, okay, okay. fine. Keep, keep, continue. Um, uh, Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> no, okay, no. That's a comfy you game. It's so. Did cozy. not understand it's how this so category easy. works. No. What's your next one? What's uh, your next? This one might count. Uh, Bowser's Fury. No. Why not? It's so comfy. It's so. A cozy. Giant turtle that comes out of the sky and rains fire. That's not cozy. That's stressful. Um, I thought you were going to say, like, I never got to play Unpacking, but I feel like that would go on this list. Like, it's games like that. It's, I don't think I played a lot of those, like, in like smaller indie cozy games. This oh, year. okay. Well, then this category is all mine. Um, hey, The Procession of Cavalry, I don't know if anyone care about it but me. It is a point-and-click adventure game that entirely looks like the uh, animation that was in Monty Python. What the fuck? It's all using, like, public... Uh, public domain works of art from like the renaissance era mm-hmm. and you play a knight and you can uh, at any time you can pull out a sword and decapitate anyone in the game but it's hilarious it's like playing a it, like the, the the it's so funny it's like playing a monty python video game that's not about monty like the animation that terry gilling used to do oh. um what? I might actually have a cozy game to add in. Okay, what do you got? Let me check to make sure it came out this year. What do you got? You know what? And that's what I also want to check because I feel like a short hike might have accidentally not come out this year. It's like saying my cozy game of the year is Doom. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, oh, yep. A short hike came out in 2019. It does not count. Okay. Man, that's it, it came out on PlayStation this year. Hey, have you played a short hike? You might like that. I haven't, but I've heard it's to check it out. It's a very, it's a very fun game. Okay, here's my cozy game: Team Fight Simulator. Okay. I don't know what that is. It's just uh, like a, a, it's a pixel graphic um, I was simulator for sure, game that where you. I for sure thought you were gonna say like new Pokemon Snap. No, be like it is cozy, but it's just. I don't know. I I don't know if I would give it the coziest game of the year because of just how little that game has sports team all right um yeah yeah, but you like like that you get in there and i figured you'd say it because it's like hey you're going through a safari and like oh there's little pictures and you take um and that that to me is like a cozy game 
it it is it's just that there's so much grinding to it that it's kind of stressful because you just have to like you just turn your mind off okay that's that's fine so many things um i'm gonna to progress i'm gonna take out a short hike and we're gonna put in what do you call it team fight simulator yeah team fight simulator so the category so the the nominees are chicory team fight simulator and the procession of cavalry and i'm gonna speak for chris and say the winner is chicory Dude, you just you you gotta play Chicory. Yeah, because the more I've seen that game for a long time, and it's always been on my radar, and it's just one that's always slipped through the cracks. So, uh, I'm all right, definitely gonna check it out now. It's our game. It's our coziest game of the year. All right, the next game, best moment or sequence. Okay, this is for either the best like moment in a game or the best like level, basically the best okay. like oh shit, you gotta see this of the year. I am I am so ready for this because you were gonna say that I cannot put these in here. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say that. Here are mine, ready? Okay. Hitman 3, Dartmouth Manor, which is the knives out level in Hitman 3. Okay. Hitman 3, the Berlin Switch. There's a level have you played Hitman 3? I haven't. That's the I have there's, played the other two, but I haven't played that there's one. There's a level in Hitman 3 in this newer one where you go to a nightclub and both it's like instead of a target, you find out there are ten ICA agents who are trying to kill you and you need to kill them before they kill you. So you're being hunted and I have to hunt at the same time. Okay. Fucking rules. Sounds cool. The next one, I actually have five. Number three, Hitman 3. The, the, I forget. Oh, fuck. I I can't read my own writing here. The level that takes place at the vineyard. Um, You know what? I'm going to take that one off because these other ones are cooler. Next one, Resident Evil Village, House Beneviento. Okay. That has to be on this list. House Beneviento yep. is fucking amazing. And then, uh, my lastly, uh, for Resident Evil Village, the reveal of Ethan, when you find out he's been a dead mold man the whole time. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, well, I, I do have the reveal of Ethan. Okay, well. so, okay. okay. Um, you don't I, know House Beneviento, though? I almost put it on here. It was... It was for that, it was like, did I find this scene better than the other? Because I have three. Well, there, there's one I, I don't. Okay, I might actually fit that one in as well. Well, let's hear your other ones that I'm going to veto. Here, here's one that I think we can just easily veto. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. Veto, because it's it's not even really in the game. <laughs> Give it a Don Vito really quick. It, a Don Here, This is the Don oh, Vito award. Uh, I gave it to Sora, the, the the trailer for Sora joining Smash. No, get the fuck out. That's not a no. I was so was happy. It was such a good moment. I'm so glad that you're. you're ha- tell you what, we'll we'll make a new category called best trailer, and you can put it in that. There we go. Um, okay. Okay. I have uh, dropping into the world of Horizon Five. Forza Horizon. Get the fuck no, out of here. It was one of those things that like it was paired with the music and kind of just how that game starts. I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking hype that I made all my right, life all right. it. Like, What's it's so the other cool. one? Um, and then I have two moments. Uh, this one is f- uh, two from Endwalker, obviously. Uh, there's one part, and this is kind of early, but still, you know, huge spoilers. Uh, mm. There's a big bad, bad guy called Xenos, right? And what he does is uh, you've killed him before, but he comes back because he has like this special thing that when you kill him if his soul is near uh, another body he can move into that body right okay they start a chaotic scene where all these monsters are coming to fuck up your like base camp in this uh frozen part of Gar- garlemald and all your friends are freaking out you 
everyone's just like, what the fuck is going on? This is what happened. And then he shows up and he's like, hey, you're coming with me. And he takes you away from that moment. And then you wake up in someone else's body at a dinner table with him. And it's just like this crazy dude is serving dinner and he's like, oh, but Xenos wanted to have dinner with you. And by the way, enjoy your new body. And then at the end of that dinner, he takes your body, disappears. And then the crazy dude's like, I wonder what it's going to be like when he meets up with your friends here soon. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And you then have to fight your way back to the base camp, which is on the other side of the map. Uh, while all these monsters are trying to get you and you are in the body of just like a shit fucking person with no fucking abilities, no fucking health. And eventually you get all super fucked up to where you have to crawl back to your base to try to save your friends with a timer ticking down on your life uh, yeah, until you I mean, die. And that moment is so good because and like what a better thing to do because no other game has the balls to do something like that where you create your character. You get to play as that character that is very personal to you. You get to make their decisions and decide how they dress and do everything for 10 years for them to take that character from you and then are just like, they're going to go kill your friends in your body. It's so fucked up. It's so cool. I loved it. And then the other one is the Endwalker moment where at the end of the game, they make you walk to the end of the game and when you're doing it you're passing all of these ghosts from your journey that are characters you've met before and they just give you like a line of like you know like you can do it come on like you know and stuff like that and it's all of these characters as you walk to the end and i thought it was just it was so beautiful and such a powerful moment that like that moment will stick in my mind forever like i loved it i'm now happy to say you can only pick one because by the rules that we've established, we have one that matches, which means I'm putting Hitman the Berlin switch on this, and now you have to pick out of all of those things you just said. That's so tough, because the body swap is so fucking good, but I think that the way that it ends is not as powerful, uh, but I would, I'd, at the Endwalker moment, like, that is so good. I'd have to give it to that. It's, okay, it's so our bad. nominees are Resident Evil, the Ethan Reveal, Mm-hmm. Hitman 3, the Berlin switch, and uh, Res- or Final Fantasy 14, the Endwalker walk. And the winner is the Ethan reveal. So Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. The fact that for... When, seven, what is that? It came out in 17, right? For uh, four years, everyone's like, how the fuck can Ethan take so much damage in this hand? To the fact that it became a meme. To the fact that in this game, they even go over the... Ethan gets his hand cut off. Stabbed through, burned, eaten by bugs, uh, uh, dissolved by acid. And they there's a point where fucking Lady D cuts your hand off and you pick it up as an item. And you're just like, what the fuck else? Was- Why is this so fucking stupid that he can put it back on? And then at the end, we're like, hey, guess what? You've been dead since the prologue of Resident Evil 7 and you've been a mold man this whole time. And the only reason that you're here is literally because you love your family so much that you thrust your body out of the Mega Mutamycete. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I I really Uh, loved it. I thought it was a good payoff for that character too because uh, Ethan is the best protagonist outside of Chris Redfield. Um, Uh, You know. (laughs) I'm trying to think if that's true. 
Chris Redfield's the best. He's pretty good. I like Ethan more than I like Ethan more than Chris. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll Ethan, Chris, and then But he's probably Claire. Probably Claire. Le- Leon annoys me. Yeah, I don't in like four, Leon. Six. Leon in two is okay. But like yeah. I don't know. I would agree. I like Leon okay. too. I don't like him in any of the other ones. Congratulations, Ethan Winters, best dad. Uh Sub sub award best video game dad of the year, Ethan Winters. Hell yeah! Are there any good video game dads that came out this year? <clears throat> um, there are very video game dads that I would like to call daddy. Does that count? I want to move on from this conversation. <laughs> the next award is okay. So yeah, congratulations to Resident Evil Village for best moment or sequence. The reveal of Ethan's whole fucking life with runners up. Uh, what the fuck? Oh yeah, the Berlin Endwalker switch and and Walker and Walk. Okay, the next one. I assume this will go pretty fucking quick. Best narrative. Ryan, I have more opinions than you. It's Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew <laughs> that's why I create. Part of me really wanted to hold on to it and use it before you could say it, just to fuck with you. <laughs> um. Okay. I, yeah. It, what are you? What are your nominees? Yeah, my we'll, nominees. We'll you, though I'm gonna let you talk about the. I'll get bad for a second, but quickly, what are your what are your nominees? Uh, it's Psychonauts two, uh, Near Replicant, and um, Final Fantasy Ed Walker. Mine are Guardians of the Galaxy, Resident Evil Village, Persona Five Strikers. With a quick nod to Inscription, I played that and the whole meta narrative. Um, did you ever play Inscription? No, uh, that I almost messaged you today because I was trying to figure, uh, remember what the game was called so I could download it and play it today. Inscription is a weird game. There's some people that are like, it's the best game of the year. And I played it. It was like, oh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the best game of the year. And I've played other games that gave that guy makes games that are all like it starts as one thing. And then it's like a Texas switch. And you're like, oh, it's about something else. And this is one of those. And I think it does it well. I don't think it's like the greatest game of the year. Yeah. Like Polygon game at number one game of the year and i'm like you guys what are fucking fuck? high um no, but it was fun God. but okay so i'm gonna say re village guardians and strikers um here's what i'm gonna say okay you're definitely giving this to end walker i know that i have so to. i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the other two and i'm gonna say it's village and guardians that's fair because like I, I think that those like what well i didn't include village it was really close I feel like the narrative village is very good of telling the story of Ethan suffering just out of pure love. Yeah. And it, it plays a really good story that that moment of sequence, like we just gave it to at the end. I think that as that character, everyone made fun of Ethan for being the dopey, whatever. And at the beginning of that game, he's kind of like, oh, I've learned a little bit by the end of the game. He's a fucking stone cold. He's like, you mess with my daughter. I'll fucking blow up the earth. So, <laughs> yeah. and then, I really can't talk more high. Like, I'm just happy. Like, my winner would be Guardians of the Galaxy. I really do think that that game should be played. Like, the gameplay itself is kind of whatever. But that is a story on par with the MC. I think that that, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy video game is a better Guardians of the Galaxy story than both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as a Marvel fan, I cannot suggest it to you enough, Chris. You really should play it. I, um, and I think that the writing that. is amazing. The characters are so well written. But I knew that if I did not create this whole <laughs> overpower thing, it was going to be eight hours of you going, eh, but I'm on the moon, <laughs> and there's a crystal. It's, I don't know why I've turned. It's it's so funny. You gave me I, the power to just have it. No, though. no. I 
Yeah, because I just I didn't want to have this fight. <laughs> I used to like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I really did. There's a we did a, I did a thing with uh, with Rocco and Kevin and Johnny and Rachel where we were like ranking shit and we were ranking the Final Fantasies and I made sure that Final Fantasy 14 was on the S tier when we were doing it because I had a lot of really strong feelings about that game. Yeah, and then I started doing a podcast with you where you don't <laughs> shut the fuck up about that game and it's actively made. I turned off my subscription. I'm staying like. <laughs> Your love of Final Fantasy XIV is sickening. I know. I'm so glad you love it. I'm so it's glad you so love that game. Good. It is such a fantastic game. It is one of the greatest stories. It is my second favorite right. game of all time now. What's your... Oh, it's still Final Nine. Fantasy but Go the, ahead and tell... You can't just say it wins. You have to give examples why. So, yeah. I'm going to give you two minutes. It's, you can't... You can't just say, wow, it's a great story. I want you to tell me what this story... Like, win me over here. What is the fucking story of Endwalker? Because you refuse to tell me because oh, I get spoilers. Welcome it's to spoiler hard. territory. It's, I don't it's, care. It's you because, have to explain it. Okay. Go. So the story of Endwalker is the culmination of a 10-year-long story that started in 1.0. Yes, the shitty Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it ties up everything you need and sets in motion everything that will uh, succeed it but the the story is that you are trying to avert the final days the final days are a story that has been long told in legend of basically it was the end of the world for this ancient civilization no one really knows what caused it of course you will learn throughout the progress of the game how to do that um but i don't know how to sum this game up in two minutes (laughs) like uh it's you bringing the world together that's that's really what the whole game is 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 you and your friends go out and you set out into the world to say hey guys the world's about to end we need to bring the world together to prevent that and you do and it's beautiful and how it does it uh it i mean i can definitely see where some people are gonna have complaints that it's like the power of love and friendship wins at the end of the day and it's like well yeah and that's fucking awesome (laughs) because Every character is beautifully written. They have long, complex stories that go over hundreds of hours. Um, and every even little side character is that way. Even the new characters they introduce in this expansion are phenomenal stories. They're fun things to be around. But this is the end. Like You, you are taking uh, the two Elder Primals, Zodiac and Hydaelyn, and you have, are setting them to rest. Uh, and figuring out the mystery of of what caused the final days in the past was, and how to prevent what it. Caused it what caused it what caused it uh median she gets all depressed and she flies out into space and starts eating well kind of eating What's all it? these other planets and then uh so it's just galactus no it's so there, there's ether, you know, like magic is always explained through like, oh, yeah, there's this ether that runs through the planet, kind of like the force and Star Wars. Well, there are other things, too, like, you know, how you can use a limit break. It's like, well, why do you have that ability? Because not a lot of other characters do. Like, why is it that you get a sudden burst of just strength and all these like very, you know, tight moments of of like death and, you know, uh, just whatever chaos is happening and it's because there's another thing called dynamis and that's basically like magic used through the power of emotion basically um and it's that 
and that is something that the world it's kind of like they don't really know it a lot of people who study aether they're like yeah there could be like this other thing that exists but like you think love is tearing the world apart yeah kind of it uses a lot of um i don't i'm gonna get this wrong but i think there's a lot of like hindu kind of uh uh, theology and kind of like their like beliefs and stuff in this about how like emotion can dictate things and i think it does it really well like for something that's kind of being put in at the last part of the story i think they do it very well okay so you go to the moon you blow up some crystals and then the world doesn't end the world starts to end and you prevent it so nobody feels love anymore no everyone still does but you blow up love you don't blow up love you blow up despair Oh, because yeah. okay. this uh, at the um, what at the end of the game, I guess on. if I have to surmise it, the whole game is a conversation about death and depression and what happens when you move on. It it is a conversation about like what is worth living f- for, uh, what makes you special in living, and I think it does it very well. And it's so good. And it's just a huge payoff for 10 years of story that it so ended this glad. spectacularly. Like This is the it. last time we ever have to hear about this game. <laughs> we'll never be able to put N. Walker up for an award again. Um, sure. I knew that you were going to be very... I, all joking aside, I knew you were going to be very passionate about this, so I yeah, knew you were going to get it. it but the thing if is... We gonna, like, if you were going to have to give this award an award, I was going to get some sugar it, out of the tank. So yeah. that's why... Everyone that I've talked to that has played Guardians and this game, mm-hmm. Endwalker is still always above them. Uh, but well, I hear there's I a Guardians lot of similarities there. I think so. it's great. Uh, you should play Guardians, but give it up to Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Yeah, it's the best. Yoshi P. Go play that Start game. Start working on Final Fantasy Sixteen, you fuck. Um, hey, did you actually see that he uh, yeah, did address yeah. that the other day? Yeah. I'm excited. It sounds like it might be an end of game, end of end of the year game next year. And Maybe. I don't. I, I don't think it. Will. Probably, no, no, no. He's gonna. I think it's gonna be like twenty twenty three. Uh. So yeah. Well, for one reason. Congratulations, too. and then runners up, Gardens of the Galaxy, the best actual, and Resident Evil Village. Okay. <laughs> Next, we've got best indie game. Indie game is classified as any game that didn't come out from a major studio. Uh. A lot of cool indie games came out this year, and yeah. uh, a couple I'd like to talk about. Um, I've actually got a whole bunch. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven that I want to talk about. Really quick. I played a lot of good indie games this year, and so I know I'm going to have to whittle that down, but this is like my, I want to, this is less, I know that they're all going to make it through and more. I want to talk about these to maybe get it out to some ears. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many do you have? I have three. Why don't you say yours first? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have Orcs Must Die 3, Loop Hero, and this is the one where you're like, this isn't an indie game, but it yeah. is. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. It's not an indie game. It is. It's made by an indie team. I don't. Okay. And it's it's not even uh, published by like a major company. I want to talk about the following games. Okay. Retromania Wrestling. Okay. Chicory, a wonder, a colorful tale. Mm-hmm. Inscription. Crab game. The procession to Calvary. I expect you to die too. 
and Deer Simulator. Deer Simulator. We don't have any matching games, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, why don't you give me a quick talk about your three really quick? Okay. Uh, Lupiro is just a very genius. Um, I've heard. Okay, listen. I've heard a lot about Lupiro. I have no idea what the game actually fucking is. What is Lupiro? It's kind of like a city building, um, like RPG slash card game. I don't know. It's weird. Like you, you build like a, a set of cards. Uh, or like a deck of cards that can appear in the world while you're playing. And then you have a hero that there's just a, a circular, well, it's not circular, but it's like a uh, path that meets into itself. Um, and the hero will walk from his base around the map and then come back to the base. And while doing that, it will, your hero will encounter like monsters or um, townsfolk or something. And each time you defeat them, you grow stronger, but you also will get cards that you can play into the world to build the world around the loop. Um, and what cards you play dictate like what monsters show up or like what loot you can get, uh, villages you can pass through. And it's kind of just this game where the more you pass through, the more like items you collect. And then when you... Uh, complete the loop or want to finish you then exit and you're trying to rebuild this world that was lost to darkness outside of it so there's a lot of like city building elements to it but at the end it's like this weird deck building game that i really ended up loving and let it was me, made by like a team of like five people or something like that it, let me tell you about insane. a deck game to go against your deck game and it's called inscription i'm just gonna talk about inscription now okay. and how it's a very good deck card game inscription is like three games in one and it starts as a roguelite deck building game where the 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 game is it's not like another card game but basically the card game basis is that there's no mana there's no energy okay the energy is lives you have to murder your own cards to play other cards okay okay all the cards are animals and you sacrifice their blood to put other things on the table. The game is a four. It's a. It's basically it's a four lane, uh, you know, power and toughness type game, where the the way to win is there. There's a set of scales, and you have to do more damage than they do to you. Where you have to reach reach a threshold. I think it's about six points of damage. But anytime they do damage, it goes on their side of the scale, so it bounces the scales. So if I do one damage to you and you one damage to me, no one's really doing anything. It's the first person to get an advantage, which is pretty okay, smart. Okay. Okay. As you play, kind of similar to like the uh, the time system in Digimon a little bit. Now, at the also at the same time, it's also an escape room puzzle game. What the? Okay. Right on. Uh, it's also. A game within a game because the ugh, fuck, you know, fuck it. I, I got to tell you about this. The game is all about a man who runs a YouTube channel where he opens up card packs, who finds uh, an old card pack for a game called Inscription at a yard sale and opens it up. And one of the game, one of the cards has um, coordinates on it. And he goes and he digs up uh, a fucking floppy disk with a digitized copy of inscription, the game that never came out in that universe. The and the game is you playing the game, but the game is sentient. Okay. I'm because the end of it, you find out the game has become sentient because there's code on it from Adolf Hitler. Okay. 
and the game is trying to stop the Adolf Hitler code from getting out. And so you're playing the game to stop the game from being the, putting the game on the internet. What the? Okay. I You love just it. need to play this game. I I bought it. It's I, fucking I just the downside bought it right is now. That, okay. The downside to this is that somebody who plays a lot of card games like you and me, uh-huh. it's fun, but it gets very simplistic to the fact that mm. after a while it's like, oh, I've I've solved this game. And gotcha. there is no challenge. Now the game does fuck with you a little bit. Like it just starts breaking rules to fuck with you like a like a roguelike would do. Mm-hmm. And that game that I told you, that card game, is only the first of three separate card games that you play. Oh, okay, cool. I like that. It's got some. It's variety. not exactly hard. Like it's meant for people that aren't like hardcore card play game players. Yeah. So it's like there's a part of the game where it's like I built a deck out of starter cards that could beat the final boss just because I I understand the logic of the game and how to break it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's a very weird game and it's very good. And I think it's a very good indie game. The downside to that is, like I said, Daniel Mullen, the guy who made this, also made a game called Pony Island. <laughs> okay. Have you played Pony Island? I have not played Pony Island. Pony Island sounds like, oh, it sounds pretty fun, right? You're playing this little game. It's you playing a game that's like about ponies until you find out the game is actually uh, a distraction because you, the character, are in hell. And in hell, they're making you play shitty games over and over again as torture until the game gets infected with a demon virus. And then it's you breaking the game to break out of hell. Okay. He also made a game called the hex, which I didn't play that one, but it's Daniel Mullen keeps making games that start as one thing. And then it turns out are the absolute fucking not that anymore. Yeah. That's what I'm so. picking up from it. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like he's an interesting game developer, though. I want to check out. Yeah. Game. Okay. What's the next game you want to talk about? Um, we're talking. Oh, Must yeah, no. yeah. Orcs Must yeah, Die Three okay. is a really good Orcs. just tower defense game. And then listen, I want to play Nickelodeon All Stars with you. I have the game. We should play it. I want to play it. Let's play. Frank's buying the copy. Like I'm getting people to play this game. It's not a fucking indie game, it's even though it's made by an indie. Shut up. It's not an indie game, even though it's made by an indie team, because it has the license of a multi-billion-dollar corporation. It it does have a doesn't good count. big doesn't fucking count. Doesn't fucking count. It's got CBS Viacom behind it. It's not a fucking indie game. I don't know because they they built Who it. They made it? that game with a lot of Who published it. Like they didn't have a lot of money. It was Who, the, ah, 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 answer my question. Who published I'm it? I'm looking it up. Uh, but it CBS was CBS Viacom. Uh, publishers Game Mill Entertainment and Maximum Games. I still don't think it counts. Developers are Ludosity and Fair. Nothing with Garfield in it and SpongeBob is an indie game. I don't know, man. All right, I want to tell you about another game. It's better game. It's called Crab Game. Crab Game. Uh, see this? I saw you guys. Were you were you playing it on stream that one day? Yeah, it's super fucking fun. Somebody basically just made a shitty version of Squid Game uh-huh. and also matched it with a bunch of games that you would play in Fall Guys. See, I saw there was a Fortnite version of this, but I haven't it's checked like out on it. Wait, did Fortnite rip this off? I think they are right now. Actually, of course, a yeah. fucking course Fortnite would do that. For uh, something got popular, put it in Fortnite. Take all their <laughs> money. No, Crab Game is like. It looks like it was made in Roblox, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like you'll be playing a game that's basically just something you play out of like Fall Guys, and then you'll be in the the fucking part in Squid Game where you're in the the do- dormitory and they shut all the lights and they give you weapons and you have to kill everyone. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's I fucking weird. And then like they have the red light, green light with the big lady, 
and then they have like some fun like King of the Hill things. So it, it's it's uh, it's basically a battle royale. It's free, mm-hmm. and it's super fun. I want to check it out. Uh, hopefully, somebody will stream it with a bunch of people, and I can play it next time. Yeah, we already did that. You could do that. You have a stream. Yeah. Fucking do it. Um, Ain't nobody coming there. <laughs> I also want to talk about Retromania Wrestling. Is okay. and is a sixteen bit retro uh, like action arcade wrestling game, but it came out of nowhere and it's got actual wrestlers in it. It's got Cole Cabana. Okay, now hang it's on got, a second. It's got Zack Saber Junior. in it. It's got indie wrestlers in it, independent wrestlers. This was before Cole Cabana got signed by AEW. Um, <laughs> it's got uh, it's got Matt Cardona in it. It's got Roadrunner Alan Hawk in it. Like it, it's okay. it's got the blue it's got the blue meanie Stevie Richards and Nova, the entire Blue World Order BWO <laughs> for life. Um, and it's got Nick Aldis in it. It's just a really good 16-bit wrestling game, and they were able to get some high-profile indie wrestlers in it to give it a little bit of cred, and it plays well. That's tight. I like yeah. that idea. But but if we can't have Nickelodeon, we can't have okay. this. Why not? These are indie wrestlers. Yeah, but these are still like actual people that give it more credit. No, 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 no. Because like, Hold what's on. Nickelodeon's they're, property now? Like, they're they're not that. Nickelodeon good. is owned by Viacom. And has a billion dollars. <laughs> Fucking, you know who doesn't have a billion dollars? Zack Saber Jr. You know, uh, <laughs> or the Blue Meanie. Like Nick Aldis is not raking it down. Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers does not have a billion dollars, even though he's got all that money from his major podcast where they talk about wrestling figures. It's definitely an indie game because it's indie wrestlers. Um, I've already talked at length about uh, Chicory and. Inscription, oh no, uh, uh, Procession Calvary. I talk about really quickly. I'll talk about two more things. I expect you to die too. Was a really good indie game that I played this year, but I'm willing to take it off this list for the sole reason is that they have Will Wheaton do a voice in it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but I just wanted to shout out. I expect you to die too. If you have VR, it's really fun. I expect you to die too is the sequel to I expect you to die, and the idea is that they're all puzzle rooms that are based on being like James Bond in the Death Trap. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I get you. So it's like, how do you get out of this? You're the spy. But I'm going to think that. And the Deer Simulator is just some weird bullshit that I played this year that looks like it was inspired by Katamari. You're like this deer that can uh, put guns on its antlers and grow its head and you fight koalas. It's a fun game. I'm going to take it off this list. Um, Procession of Calvary, like I said, I just wanted to shout it out. If you like point-and-click adventures and you think Monty Python is funny, I think you need to play that. I'm going to cut that. Um, I feel very strongly about Retromania, Chicory, Inscription, and Crab Game. Um, out of those four, once again, I think I'm going to take Crab Game off. I shouted it out. It's a very cool indie game. I don't mm-hmm. think that it hangs on this list. But I think Retro, Chicory, and Inscription, I would fight for. I will never let you put Nickelodeon on this list. There's a category right after this that I will absolutely let you put Nickelodeon All-Star on this list. I am not letting you put it on this list. Okay. Um, what were the other two? Orcs Must Die and what? Orcs Must Die 3 and... Best Indie. Where did I just scroll away? Oh, Loop Hero. I'm going to let you put Loop Hero on this list. Yeah, I would probably give it to Loop Hero. It's it's got a better gameplay loop. I'm going to put Chicory on this list. I think Chicory... I have not really talked about I've kind of talked about it, but here's the story of Chicory. Chicory is a world. Here's the first thing that happens. They ask you, what's your favorite food? That's the first thing that happens in this game. Oh, how very earthbound. What's your favorite food? 
My favorite food? Yeah. Pizza. That's your character's name. <laughs> All the characters in this game are named after food. My character's name is Ramen. You are the you are the janitor to the wielder of the brush, who is the only person in this world that can put color down. Okay. And one day you wake up and all the color is gone. And Chicory, the current wielder, is nowhere to be found. So you pick up the brush and all of a sudden you're the wielder and you can bring color into the world. The world is entirely black and white, except for color that you put into it. And you can color anything. Your left stick is your character. Your right stick is the brush. And the entire game, with the exception of some boss fights, are all it's all environmental puzzles of using color and the brush to navigate environmental puzzles of traversing areas to go on this quest about becoming the new wielder and found, finding out what happened to chicory and like i said it's an allegory for chicory was going through depression and you have to bring you know her sadness infected the world with black and white and you need to bring color back um a lot of people are really high on this game and i see why i'm close to being done with the platinum i'll probably platinum it next year i probably won't have time but uh i think it's a really good game i think it has to be on this list well yeah ryan you have to platinum it next year it's the 31st right now yeah and i (laughs) can't play video games right now because i'm partying it up new year's thank you for reminding me um i i'm gonna put this out here here's what i think our top three are you ready i think it's loop hero I think it's Chicory, and I think it's Retromania Wrestling. Basically, I, I think you should check out Loop Hero just because I think you would really enjoy it. Printed. I, I don't think it's I, on PlayStation yet. It's so. not. It's one of those games that's like the minute it's played. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Inscription wasn't on PlayStation, and I heard enough about it that I bought it and I played it on Steam. I would check you know, out Loop Hero. It's, it's a fantastic I, game. I probably will. Like I said, next year when I'm not so worried about trophies yeah uh because i'm really not gonna be playing any of these shitty games i'm I'm gonna hit that backlog a bit maybe if it ever comes to playstation i'll definitely play totally um but chicory might actually get i i kind of have to say that the best indie game is chicory yeah okay so congratulations the best indie game of 2021 is chicory a colorful tale with loop hero and retromania wrestling uh as our runners up all right, here's where you can talk about your bullshit. Welcome to Best Multiplayer. Okay. Here are my three games. It Takes Two, Mario Golf Super Rush, and Crab Game. What do you got? Oh, Super Rush would have been... See, I didn't buy that, so I haven't played it yet, but I bet oh, I would put that on there. It's super fun. It's super I fun. I really need to play it. Um, there's, a, there's a mode where the idea is that... Uh, it's not like everyone takes turns. It's everyone golfs at the same time. And the first person in the yeah, hole. Yeah. It's like a time with the least thing. amount of strikes. It's like time plus strokes. Yeah. I really, it's, wanna, it's that sounds good. really fun. And like, a it's super fun. Mark. I played the, I played the, the single player mode a little bit and that's fine. But the multiplayer is why you play that game. Yeah, anyway, those are my three. What are your three? Uh, well, I've got four and my four okay. are Nickelodeon all-star brawl, sure. uh, knockout city, final fantasy seven, the first soldier. Fuck off. And Pokemon Unite. We don't have any that match. Um, yeah. Really, that fucking Battle Royale for yeah, phones it's only. it's really good. Fuck off. No, granted, my biggest problem with that game is that it is a mobile game. I really wish it were on PC because it. <clears throat> I think it's strong enough that it could actually, like, you know, have some competition weight just because it is Final Fantasy VII. Um, but... 
yeah, it's it's a really competent, uh, you know, battle royale game. What's just out of curiosity? What's your number one here? Nickelodeon. Okay, I'm willing to put that on this list because I bought that game to play it with you. You talked it up so much. That game's great. I was playing it last night. Garfield fucking rules. I'm a Garfield man. Garfield's out. Was that whole thing about you can't play Garfield on Mondays real? I don't know because I played after midnight. Okay. Um, I think It Takes Two has to be on this list. That's the most fun I had with a multiplayer game this year because it's a co-op only game. Okay. And me and my friend Mike played that and it really, it was fun to like work it. And then there were parts where we were like fucking yelling it. Like, you know, you fucking just move the fucking cubes. Like, you fucking bitch, I'll move the fucking cube. And you're like, it really gets you yelling at each other. Um, like I said, the narrative is hot dog shit. We should have a worst narrative category. By the way, the winner of worst narrative is It Takes Two. It takes two. Um, but like, I think it has to go on this list for how fun it was to play with another person. Okay. So it's Nick, it's It Takes Two, and then I think out of what I have, I would go to go to bat for Mario Golf. What would you what would you uh debate me in against Mario Golf? Well I think Knockout City is a really solid game. I fucking love the beta. Like I played that shit so much, but then when the game yeah, actually came game out, no one played it anymore. Died. So yeah. uh but Pokemon Unite's really fucking solid and I still Is that the fucking MOBA? It. Yeah it's the MOBA. I really and the thing is is I want to play it more but like the friends that I were playing it with, they're all like super busy, so like I don't really have many people to play it with. But I love that okay. game. I think it's a Let great like game that's mobile, and all your stuff goes to Switch too. How, so you can um, back and forth. How hard are you gonna fight me that Nickelodeon is better than it takes two for multiplayer? Uh, because Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is something that will constantly change because the meta game will always change. Uh, it'll change between your friends. It'll change between what's actually competitive. It'll change from uh, what is updated and what's not. It Takes Two is great, and I love the fact that uh, that is on this list as a multiplayer game. Having said that, how often can you play that? Twice. And once for PS4 and once for PS5. Um, exactly, and that's the thing. Okay, then here's what I'm going to... like you can play forever. Yeah. I'm going to say that... The winner of this category is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, and the runners up are It Takes Two and Super Mario and Mario you know what? Super Rush. I actually let me pose this question to you. Yeah, okay. I do not think that It Takes Two is a multiplayer game. I think it is a cooperative game, but it is that's not multiplayer. a multiplayer. That's more than one person. It, I think, but multi multiplayer like, means means more than one, and two is more than one. Yeah. Are we gonna have a debate if two is more than one? No, but it's like I don't multiplayer. I don't see it as a multiplayer. Multiplayer game, is though, playing right? with another person. No, absolutely. I, multiplayer means playing with another person. A cooperative game with two people. The other thing that it was going to be on this list was that free PS5 game Operation Tango, which was uh, just another co-op game where one person plays an agent, one person plays a hacker, and you can't see what the other person is doing. And I had a lot of fun playing that once again with my friend Mike. Huh. I think co-op games absolutely are valid in this space. They're and the only reason I didn't do by other things. The only the only reason I didn't do best cooperative and best competitive is that I wouldn't have a third for best cooperative multiplayer of the year gotcha. because it would have been if you want to split them up and do best cooperative versus best competitive, I'm for that, but then we need a third best cooperative because I only played two cooperative multiplayer games this year. Yeah, I don't really think that there are too many other like cooperative. No, we'll unless, I can, unless I can give it to unless I can give it to uh, Overcooked uh, all you can eat edition, but I think that came out last year. It's just that I yeah. played it this year. We'll we'll just keep a best multiplayer, but I want to know why you think that it takes two would be better than something that is constantly evolving. 
Because I didn't play that, and I played It Takes Two. It's fair. See, with, Nick, <laughs> with Nicktoons, it's like I have that drive in me. That you know, like, the reason I'm that I'm okay, the reason I'm okay to give it to um, Nicktoons is because I bought the game to play with you. So, I mean, it has to be something. Mm-hmm. But the thing I also like about It Takes Two that they did with, um, number one, It Takes Two, far better than A Way Out, which was fucking atrocious. Okay. But they do the thing with It Takes Two that I love. Uh, for these that I want more thing people to do if we're going to get into this co-op space, which is when you buy It Takes Two, if uh, you want to play, like, let's say we wanted to play It Takes Two. Okay. Chris, say, hey, Ryan, I want to hey, play Ryan, It Takes Two. I want to play It Takes Two, but how so can I do play I. It? I bought the game. Guess what? You don't have to buy a copy. That's genius. I do love that. I buy the copy, and we both play together. That's that's a real that's such a good marketing scheme too. Yeah, but then again, it was also like because then then you're gonna go. Wow, that was a good time. I want to play it with my wife, and you're gonna have to buy a copy. And then your wife goes, "That was a good time. I want to play with my friend Jerb." And then you know (laughs) they buy a copy. Um, you know, and then it like chains off. So I think it takes two was the best time I had playing with a friend this year. That was the game that came out this year. Mm -hmm. So I I think that. I would give it to that, but I understand why Nick would probably get it because they made a Smash Brothers with SpongeBob in it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's give it. So we're going to say the best uh, multiplayer game of the year is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl with runners up, It Takes Two, and Mario Golf Super Rush. Hell yeah. We're running out of categories here. I want to check out that Mario game so bad, though. It's fun. Hey, you bought it. I would play it with you. Um, Okay. The next category is. Biggest disappointments. This is not worst game. I want to make that very clear. This is yes. not the game that we hated the most. This is the category for this is basically the game that we heard the most about and then it didn't live up to the hype. Yeah. What are your three or more? My four. Okay. Are Outriders, New Pokemon Snap. Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse, Remaster. And, and this is going to be funny because I love this game, Far Cry 6. Okay. What are yours? Uh, well, I have new Pokemon Snap here as well. Um, okay. I have Metroid Dread. Uh, I knew you were going to put that on there. Online 2, New Genesis. Didn't you fucking love that game to death? I like the style uh, and I like oh, okay, its fine, world, okay, fine, but okay. it is a huge letdown of a game. And then what's the other one? Uh, I have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Back for Blood. Mm. Ooh, five Back games. for Blood. Yeah, Back for Blood. Okay. Um, so new Pokemon Snap on this list for sure. Yeah. I want to say that I know we talked about it before, but I've played some more Dread. Mm-hmm. I like Dread. Yeah. It. I mean, I, it's, it's not, not to say as that I don't like it, but boy, it's I think that your disappointment game. infected me to talk shit on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would take back some of the things I said about it. I think the really? only thing in that game, I think the only part of Dread that I still am just like, I'm not the biggest fan of is the whole having movement and uh, aiming on the same stick. Yeah. I don't like that. But I don't think it's the most disappointing game of 2021. Okay. That's fair. Um, I want to quickly talk about why one of my favorite games. Well, it's it's. I don't know if it's going on my top ten or if it's. It might be number ten or it might be number eleven. But I want to talk about why Far Cry Six was massively disappointing. Okay. That game was fucking marketed as you versus Giancarlo Esposito. He is in that game for like twelve minutes. Yeah. 
it's also I love Far Cry. I fucking love Far Cry. I could play Far Cry forever. They tweaked it. Every year they just tweak it a little bit and everyone's like, oh, it's the same game again. I'm like, I don't care. I'll keep playing it. They finally tweaked it enough that I'm like, I don't like what you did here. And what they did is they took away XP and uh, well, XP is still in the game, but all it does is unlock new items because all of your abilities are tied to gear. And I think I talked about this a little bit when we you did. When yeah. We talked about it, yeah. But the idea of like, oh, I got spotted. Let me go put on my loud gear. Uh, it's just very annoying that there's not gear sets. Mm-hmm. And the the story was a little too humdrum. The gameplay is fine. I had a good time. But also, it was just, I cannot wait to like, it's like Far Cry 4 when they had Pagan Min and he's in your ear every three minutes and fucking, um, well, what's the fuck? Oh, why am I spacing? What's that guy's name? Uh, the voice actor of Pagan Min. Batman? He was Joel. Joel McHale? No, Joel in The Last of Us. He was the most famous. He's the most famous Nolan? dude. What? Nolan North? No, not. That's fuck. What? Are you fucking high? It's the <laughs> no other guy. Not, actually. Uh, it's not Nolan North. It's the other. Nolan North was Uncharted. Oh, fuck. Man. It's, it's, it's what's his name? Um, he, he played Kaji. It, Why am I spacing? What's he's his, like everything. Yeah, it's what's this in so people can hear us having a. Oh, fucking, yeah, this is getting left. What's his fuck? What's the guy in uh, Death Stranding? Uh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Troy Baker. What, Troy why Baker, did I Because like, he's so every- fucking milquetoast and he's in everything. No, you just shut forget up. about I like him. Troy Baker. He's very good. <laughs> anyway. He is a great in, voice in, actor, in, but boy, I could hear in, another voice from every once in a while. In fucking Far Cry 4, when he's playing Pagan Men and he's acting up a storm and you're talking to him every like two minutes, he's great. In Far Cry 5, when you've got Joseph Seed and all of the family constantly fucking with you, he's great. And then in this game, you got Anton Castillo. He's, you know, he's the dictator of Yara, and you're going to go against him. And he's got, like, five cutscenes. Yeah. Fuck that. What a disappointment. That's I'm, how they I'm do it nowadays, though. They, they, they hook you in with somebody cool, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we couldn't pay for them that much, so they're in, like, ten minutes. So enjoy. I'm going to take stubs off my own list. I was disappointed because I... I Never got to play it back on the Xbox, but I heard a bunch about it. And I thought, oh, they're going to do a remaster. And it's just a port. And I think I was more disappointed. It's like, oh, it's just a port and it's broken. So, but that's fine. Um, Outriders, I was disappointed. I forgot. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know much about it. I just heard it was going to be like a loot shooter that you could play with friends. You know what? I would almost say I might want to put Outriders back on that best multiplayer just because it was cool. that That was the very first. That's the very first game where it's like. Hey, you can play Outriders on PS5 with your friend on Xbox. That is pretty cool. But, like, does it really make it a best multiplayer? No, it's just cool that they did that. Just an honorable Um, mention there, yeah. Outriders is hollow and kind of shitty, but I I guess I wasn't... I was just like, I guess... Whatever. Uh, But... um, New Pokemon Snap. I fucking love Pokemon Snap. Yeah. It's such a great game. It's one of the best 64 games. Absolutely. And then it's like, hey, welcome to New Pokemon Snap. Do you want to grind for 20 hours? <laughs> 15 times. I played that game for about two hours and never played it again. I, pl- I, I don't even think I unlocked it. I played it, just I played so it on a plane ride, ride, and halfway through I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. And I turned it off to watch what movie did I-, I turned it off to watch an in-flight presentation of... Um, I think I just rewatched Star Trek. Oh. The one with <laughs> Pine or something. Uh, so... 
I don't know. I was very disappointed in that game. So the two yeah. games that I would go to bat for are New Pokemon Snap and Far Cry. So I, I know New Pokemon Snap is going there. I think Far Cry has to go in there. What other game are you very confident needs to be on this list? I think Back for Blood. I would agree. I was so ready when I heard about they're making fucking Left for Dead again. Fuck the fuck yes. And then Back for Blood came out and everything about it started showing up and all of us were just, like, my friends were just like, I don't fucking it's know bad. about this. And a couple of people had it on Game Pass and they're like, it's fine if you have Game Pass. I, like, I don't have Game Pass. I'm so glad it was a Game Pass game because I know people that bought the game for 60 bucks and I was like, why the fuck did you do that? Because this game is dog shit. The game is dog shit in the beta and it didn't get any better. And everyone's they, like, they oh, had Left for Dead, but progression. The Left for Dead people are making a new Left for Dead and it's got progression. That, that this should have been a trillion dollar game. I don't know because I think Left 4 Dead is one of the best arcade games you can play, and arcade games cannot have progression. I I feel like an arcade game with a little bit of progression just to keep you playing is fine, and, but their game they is dictated dog shit. everything on progression. Yeah, it, it, the they game. did too much progression. Am but I more let I down feel, by this oh or man, Snap, though? That's the question. That's the thing. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so I feel like Far Cry 6 makes this list, but it doesn't win. It's only disappointing right. for me in that it's just like, eh, it's not what I wanted. But I think it's either New Pokemon Snap or, or Back for Blood is winning this. And I played New Pokemon Snap. I spent money on it, and I, was, and I didn't get what I wanted. I was smart enough not to buy Back for Blood. Yeah. So I feel like... For making me waste money, this has to go to new Pokemon Snap. I, I'm, you know, also on I did like so. Pokemon Snap more than I like Left 4 Dead. Um, I, th- mm, I, I had like them equally. So I know I'm a little bit older than you. I that when that game came out, I would go down, I'd rent it, I, I'd go down to the or I, or I had my copy. I would go down to the Blockbuster. I put, put in a couple stickers. bucks, and they had the little thing where I could print out the little stickers, and oh, I put them so on. Cool. So, um. Fuck new Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed by that game. The Pokemon winner of most disappointing ruined it. Say that again? Pokemon Snap played on our nostalgia and just fucking ruined it. We're back yeah. for blood. It's like, hey, look, if you like progression, well, then there's something for you here. And also there, there are definitely people who are into back for blood. I don't know anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like no Pokemon Snap. Fuck you. Except maybe like Nintendo fangirl, but yeah. that's like Nintendo fangirl loves everything because she's a fangirl. Yeah. Will love anything Nintendo does. Um, welcome or thank you, congratulations. The most disappointing game of 2021: New Pokemon Snap with runners up Far Cry 6 and Back for Blood. Now the the other side of that. Welcome to best surprise. This is the opposite. This is the game we thought was going to be dog shit and or knew nothing about and then was like, oh, fuck. And just kind of blew everybody out of everywhere. So I have three for this that I think are very strong, and I, I, I don't see how anything else could be more surprising than these three. Okay. And that's Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, and It Takes Two. And the reasoning between all three of those is that Deathloop got... Uh, fucking advertised for the last eight years and everyone, everyone was like this game has to be dog shit because they keep showing it off and it looks bad and they don't say anything new and they're showing it off every eight seconds and man, I bet this game is hot dog shit and then it turns out to be fucking amazing. It Takes Two was made by that fucker from the Game Awards who made A Way Out, which absolutely A Way Out is unplayable shit and It Takes Two was a lot of fun. And Guardians of the Galaxy came out of nowhere and everyone was so like after 
this came from Square Enix, who made Marvel's Avengers, which fucking sucked. It's like you're making a fucking Guardians of the. Oh, I bet that yeah, this was kind of sold as like a spinoff. It's gonna that, suck. It? Yeah, and then it was like, oh shit, this game is good. Mm-hmm. Those are my three. I don't see how you put up anything that's more surprising than those three. Um. Okay. Well, first off, I think yeah. we should do an episode about Deathloop because I didn't like it. And, or I should say, I, I'm not really enjoying it right now. I want to not be friends with you. <laughs> I, I have a lot of problems with the, the gameplay. Um, and I, I, I'm hoping that it's just something that I'm, oh. I'm going to get over. But I just, I'm not into the moment-to-moment like, gunplay. And like, I haven't oh felt God, challenged so yet in it. Good. Have you found a good like, a pneumatic... Uh, nail gun, and you just start picking dudes off in the head. Yeah. Oh, it feels so I, good. I, 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 well, I don't. So that's the thing. Have you played any of Charlie? Hey, have you played any of Charlie Montague's games? Uh, I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you've played enough of that game yet. Like, yeah. That, how many, vision, how many visionaries have you killed? How many visionaries have you killed? So, one. Two. Oh, yeah, dude. You are you are in the. I'm still early. I'm still okay. chipping away at it, but it's just like so far. It, I'm. Uh, it's kind of like meeting expect, meeting every expectation. I kind of. I feel have like. It. I feel like you haven't opened it up yet. That's just me. What What are your three? Um, I have four. Uh, but I have okay. because I have Bowser's Fury here. Um, and I because I had no expectation. No one knew it was happening or coming out. Yeah. And okay. it fucking stunned everyone. And furthermore. That's how I want the next Mario to play. I just want to yeah. play like that. Okay. Um, and then I have Nickelodeon All Star Brawl because who knew? Okay. Who knew yeah. that? Okay. This okay. is going to be a, a new melee. Uh, and then I have Pokemon Unite and Final Fantasy VII First Soldier because both of those are multiplayer games of genres that I had no fucking clue how they were going to adapt these to these two franchises, and both executed very very well. Mm, this and is interesting so much so that up. i i still play these games like on my phone just because like they're the two phone games that i've actually enjoyed what's okay what which one are you going to champion the most i think bowser's fury has to win this i don't think it's going to win i'm going to okay. tell you this right now i'm gonna i think that it definitely needs to be on this list because it did come out of nowhere and it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. but the amount of surprise for hey nintendo made a good mario come on Nintendo yeah, makes good Mario. Name a bad Mario. Hey, name a bad Mario. Uh, don't well, say Mario is missing or, or Hotel Mario. Uh, Those don't count. New Super Mario Brothers to uh, the Golden Coins. Three uh, DS. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That one's not bad. It's just kind of boring. But name a bad Mario, like an unplayable. Mar- like you knew they were gonna make a good Mario, and hey, that's a good Mario. I think that Bowser can be on this list for coming out of nowhere, but I don't think. Honestly, the levels of this game is absolute dog shit to holy shit, this game is great. Deathloop must be on this list for me. I know that you're you're saying you haven't opened it up yet, but I don't I can't tell you how much I've I I personally was like Deathloop absolutely looks like dog shit. Deathloop has to be a bad. There's no way you can go through all of this and Deathloop can be a good game. Two, Deathloop is one of my favorite games of the year. Like the low to high to me is the complete ends of the earth. I was ready. I had tweets saved to make fun of Deathloop when it came out <laughs> about 
welcome. Uh, you know, now I can see why Microsoft bought uh, Bethesda. They only buy losers. Yeah. To holy shit, Deathloop rules. So I, for me personally, Deathloop has to be on this list. Okay, that's fair. I don't think it can win though, just because like I, I just I don't think that its gameplay is strong enough to carry for you that's fine then you know who i think actually wins this this for me mm-hmm. um honestly just because it came out of nowhere and everyone just wrote it off immediately to holy shit everyone's telling me it's, it's got to be guardians of the galaxy i think that's fair i no one thought that was going to be a good video game i remember when they showed it off on that sony thing people were like was it was it the summer games fest where it first came out yeah it was the yeah and everyone's just like where enix after that fucking bullshit with marvels is going to make a guardians of the galaxy game the the uh franchise that everyone already dogs on for being too much about pop culture references this game is going to suck and we're all going to hate it and what did everyone all of a sudden it's like hell i'm hearing that guardians is actually good i'm how many times have you heard i heard someone say guardians was actually good too Guardians is being regaled as one of the best narratives of the year. Uh, it would have won best narrative here if you hadn't have been <laughs> talk. I chip my um, <laughs> Yeah. So I I feel like the winner of this category is Guardians of the Galaxy with I'd be Death willing Loop to even and like, Bowser. I, I, I would give my uh my courtesy coin in on this one. I'll let you have this. You can have yeah, you there can you, have go. you can have you have, thank you so much. You can use that in a okay. So the the best surprise is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy with runners up Bowser's Fury and Deathloop. Deathloop. Just Bowser's Fury, not the other part. We all knew that Super Mario 3D World was a good video game. Yeah. We're running out of categories here. Am, am I correct that we only have three categories left? Uh I think so. I think that's okay. I was just kind of skimming through my list and I was like, yeah, I think so the next good. one is going to be pretty quick because it's mostly going to be for me. I don't know if you have much uh, input on this one, Okay, but it's best trophy list. Yeah, this one was this was a hard one for me because uh, I I don't really look at trophy list too much. Like there, there's something that uh, well, I know this is the show, but this is this is my role in the show is that I don't really have many trophies. So uh, we should have a category to go with this that like I get to give out and then you get to give out. Okay, how about this? While I'm talking about best trophy list, uh-huh. you quickly think up a category that only you get to talk about. Oh. It can be anything you want that isn't treading on the next two or treading on something we already did. Like best NPC in Final Fantasy or something. Okay, <laughs> best trophy list. Okay, the nominees are Deathloop, Hitman 3, and Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart. I want to talk about these trophy lists really quick. The number one is that none of these trophy lists have missable trophies. There was a little problem in Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart at first where one of them was missable, but it has been fixed. But the great part about all these lists is that none of the trophies are too grindy. Hitman 3, you could say, is a little grindy because it has one for reaching level 20 mastery on each uh, map. However, mastery doesn't isn't as hard as in Hitman 1 and 2. Like, all you have to do is just do a lot of, like, the discovering and do a lot of things, and you will get it. There's a trophy for, like, discovering every piece on every map in all 
six maps, but it's not that hard if you just kind of go everywhere. Basically, it's a do everything and you'll get the trophy. Ratchet and Clank is a very simple but fun trophy in that it's get most of everything. There's one for getting all collectibles of one type, but it's not get all collectibles. Um, it's got one of the highest percentages for a AAA game out of all Sony games for the Platinum, which is, I think, at like 65%. It's better than... It's a higher percentage. More people are Platinuming Ratchet & Clank than they are Spider-Man, and everyone was Platinuming Spider-Man because it was literally just do everything. Uh, but I think the winner for Best Trophy List of the Year is going to Deathloop, and I'll tell you why. Deathloop is a great trophy list because Deathloop's trophy list is very simple. It is do everything, see everything, try everything with a couple little bit of challenges. They've got one for... You've got your story progression ones, but you've also got one for trying different weapons, trying different things, killing people in new and interesting ways. Um, the hardest trophy in the game is probably one for uh, pulling off the, the very end part of the game without being seen, but that's the only time that it ever forces you to be silent. Other than that, it never really restricts your gameplay, which is a thing that can sometimes happen in games, especially made by uh, Arcane. Yeah. When you look at like Dishonored, Dishonored uh, 2, and Death of the Outsider, they all have, like, get through the entire game without ever being seen once. And those can be a hassle. With the exception of one map, and it's only one part which you can easily restart, they say, we just want you to play however you want, and we'll make it like, hey, if you kill this person with this thing, you'll get a trophy. Like, every each one of the visionaries has an optional trophy for killing in a new and exciting way. Uh, it it encourages exploration in a really fun way and trying different ways to kill every time. Uh, the only real collection trophy is like get one of every weapon, but that's not that hard. I think without a doubt, the the platinum out of all the new games that came out this year that I go, I had fun top to tail with every trophy because if it wasn't for one trophy, this would be Resident Evil 8 Village, but fuck that legendary cowboy trophy. Yeah. Whoever, fuck you, motherfucker. I still want to go back and try it again on PS4 just to say fuck you to Capcom. But the best trophy list of the year, Deathloop. If you're into trophies and you've got a PS5, play Deathloop. Deathloop number one with follow-up, Hitman 3, and Ratchet & Clank Drift Apart. Thank you very much. This really? has been Ryan's Court. What is your... <laughs> What is yours? Um, well, actually, whenever I was actually looking at this category, really the only one that stood out to me was the Nickelodeon All-Stars one uh, because it's a very simple, short list, and like the only grindy thing in it is doing 50 ranked games, but you, you can do that with a friend. You have to beat three NPCs on the highest difficulty by yourself. Fuck that. No, that's super easy. That that took me like five minutes. It was so cake. Because you, the thing is, is you can set them to one stock. So just get in three really good hits. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so here, here's a category that I really wanted to do, right? Okay, let's hear it. It is called the 20-year look back. This is oh. the game of the year for 2001. Fuck, wait, hold on. I got to look up what games came out in 2001. <laughs> okay, because I can tell you my list right here. I've got five games. It's Sonic Adventure 2, Halo Combat Evolved, Final Fantasy X, Grand Theft Auto 3, and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, just looking through uh, what Google has, I already see two of my favorite games on here, which are SSX Tricky okay. and Advance Wars on the GBA. Oh, Advance Wars is really good. Uh, oh, and uh, The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Let's each give an award for this. Okay, I like that. Okay, so 
Chris's 20-year look back, the best game of 2001 is with runners-up. Go. Easily, Sonic Adventure 2. That game is too fucking good. It's still playable today. Like, it's still fun. Uh, it's the best 3D Sonic game. Um, and it's what kind of... It's what defines Sonic right now. Uh, so it's kind of hard to not look at it, right? It is the thing that every game that has uh, succeeded it, it is what it's trying to be. This is the pinnacle of Sonic, and nothing has gotten close to it since that in the last 20 years. Uh, the follow-ups I'd give, it would probably have to go to Halo Combat Evolved and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Those are both games that, like... They're both really good games. Really solid multiplayer games that you can still play today, and they're still just as fun today as they were oh, in 2001. Yeah. Like, those games have not aged at all. Uh, putting myself back into the mindset of 2001, Ryan, I have to say the game of the year for 2001 is a, a co-split. I count these as one game, but it's The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Mm -hmm. I still think those are some of the best 2D Zelda games. If not up against, I would say the best, maybe you could put Link's Awakening against them. Um, but I love the idea of two games that mashed up into one by continuing the story of setting Link in this weird world. One that was ruled by Seasons and one that was ruled by Time. Uh, and I love that the the different order that you play them in influences the story. So if like if you play seasons first, people in seasons will show up in ages and vice versa. Yeah. There's also a ring system. You could have rings that would give you power ups that you could get and you could bring those rings from one game to the other. And if you own both games and beat them at the end, there was an ultra final boss of like Using have you ever played games. these? Yeah, I love these. Games. It wasn't a link table. They were they were uh, did they codes. use the infrared? Oh, okay, okay. They used, at the end of the game, they'd say, "Here's your code. Put it in oh, and weird. start when you start a new game." And they're like, "There's an option for like starting a new game with a code, and it would bring all your shit over and bring over you know the stuff from the game." And it's like each game has its own final boss, but when you finally beat the second game in the code, then you find out this whole time that everything's been going on. It's been fucking Ganon again. Yeah. And then you get this bomb ass Ganon fight. Uh, and then the follow-ups have to be SSX tricky just for the hundreds of hours. I spent playing that game with my friend, Brad, that was our go-to, like one of our favorite go-to multiplayer games is let's just play some tricky and just fucking cruise down this aisle. And it's time to rock a rhyme. It's tricky. And then uh, Advance Wars on the GBA. Love that game. Played that game. Uh, I think I, I talked about this, but like during 9-11, me and my friends were playing like GBA games and we were playing Advance Wars and we were playing like, I, I'm pretty sure we were playing Mario Kart. I can't remember. Uh, so Advance Wars was there for me. Those, those would be the three games uh, that got me through a very weird year. <laughs> yeah that's a very nintendo based year for me in 2000 because i played we played tricky on the gamecube oh okay yeah 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 i i have uh very fond memories of uh oracle of seasons and ages because it was a game that oh. i bought seasons and my friend bought ages and whenever we beat it we traded copies uh, so oh that's cool yeah so it was like you know because when you're a kid and you don't have money to buy two games especially like at that time it was like you got one of the two pokemon games it was like you get I'd one been, of these, you know i'd have been 15 and i didn't have a job yet mm -hmm. so I, I was like either you know doing whatever i could to get money or just like mowing lawns or whatever and i remember i bought uh 
seasons, but I didn't have money to buy agents. So then I just had to wait and get enough money then to buy agents. And I think I got a job. Like my uncle was working at a furniture store and I got an under the table. It was my first job job under the table. Like, uh, you know, those dudes that'll have like the sign that says furniture sale. Yeah. And they paid me like 50 bucks to do that for a weekend. And it was like, I remember the first time I did that. I was like, I can fucking buy. Holy shit. I can buy. Uh, or, Zelda, and then have enough money that the next time I do this, I can buy WCW NWO Revenge. Oh, and so, yeah, um, so yeah, that's a good, I, that's a good category. I really want them to uh, remake that game, Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Like, make them into like one package. They, they, the they re-release. They did. I mean, they didn't remake them, but they re-released them on 3DS. Yeah, but I want, I want them like redone. Like, do it like uh, the Link's Awakening one. Because cool. they, they're kind of similar, like same. Did, weren't they made by Capcom as well? Uh, I mean, Link's Awakening wasn't made by Capcom, but Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons were made by Capcom. Yeah. All right. Good category. Yeah, I like it a lot. All so right, next we got year, two categories. We'll do 2002. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, this one should go quick. The worst game of 2021. Ooh. This is the game that came out that you played that was like, this game fucking sucks. I have very strong feelings this year. I have three very good games to put up. Okay. What do you have? Uh, I have four games, uh, two of which are, well... What? One of them I, I didn't play. It was just kind of like uh, based on your mm. opinion of it, and I was just no, like, oh, I no. play it. Okay, no, I'm taking well, it off. Maybe does. I got three. Let me say mine, and then if I don't say that game, you can tell me. Go for it, because you're not going to say it. Let me say, well, let me say my games then. Okay. The worst three games of 2021 for sure are Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, okay. 12 Minutes, and The Medium. What are your worst games? Okay. Uh, I've got Olympic Games 2020. I've got Metroid Dread. No, that's not going on this list. Uh, new Pokemon Snap. And Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. What was the one that you thought I wouldn't like? Uh, Far Cry Six. No, I fucking that game's probably in my top ten. Yeah. I love that game. It was. I'm just mostly this, just all the opinions different... around it that made me want to put it there. I love that game. It's still a fun game. It's just I was disappointed. It could have been right. more. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, Metroid Dread isn't the worst game of 2021. You're fuck. I know that you don't like it, but it's not. <laughs> let me let me point out really quick. Let me tell you why 12 minutes needs to go on this list. Do you know anything about 12 minutes? Yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I, it looks absolute dog no, shit. No, no, no. Do you know the story of 12 minutes? Yeah, isn't it like um, there's a murder and you have to like you're you're constantly going through time, right. but isn't it like you're the fucking Chris, killer or something stupid? Hold on, shut you up. Kill your wife, Chris. This is a pro incest game. Okay, this is the worst game of the year. <laughs> Here's the story of 12 minutes. You're playing this guy that keeps going home, and then his this cop comes in and arrests your wife and then chokes you to death. And going through the loop, you find out that the cop is trying to arrest your wife because your wife he thinks your wife killed her dad, her own dad, like eight years ago. And that was the, the, the cop's like mentor was the dad. And there's a watch in the bathroom that he was worth a lot of money but you find out he's really doing it because he wants to watch because his daughter has cancer and he wants to sell the watch uh and you keep going through time and you solve it and then it doesn't like you finally solve it you go through all these loops and you find out a way to like prove to him a that she didn't do it mm -hmm. b that you tell her about how he needs the watch and how she selflessly gives it up for her the daughter 
and you you prove like everything will be happy. Also, your wife's pregnant and having your baby, and you're like everything is good. And then you do it, and you think we get it. And then the loop resets, and you're still in the world, and you're like, what the fuck? So you do it again. You do everything the same. The difference is that you find out the killer is that the the wife has a half brother because her husband slept with a nanny and had this, you know, she has this half brother who's just a piece of shit. He calls him the monster. And it turns out he's the one that killed her and you can prove it. But the cop can't remember the name of the nanny to look after it. Every loop, the wife is giving you this present because we're going to have a baby. And it's got, it gives you a little onesie and it's got your mom's name on it. Mom's name is Dahlia. When you finally do it, you're like, I can't remember the mom's name. You say, is this the mom's name? It's, oh yeah, that is the mom's name. Guess what? You're the half-brother that killed the dad. Sounds crazy, right? Okay. Well, guess what? Not really, because the time loop's not real. Now cut back to what's actually happening is that you're the brother, the half-brother, who's talking to your dad because you didn't know that the girl that you've been seeing and fallen in love with is actually your half sister. You have no, there was no murder. The, the detective is actually the manifestation of your thoughts of your own dad. And what it is, is that you're sitting in a room playing out the details of what would happen if you would either a tell your girlfriend that you're trying to marry, that you're actually half brothers or or half brother, half sister, or you can uh, be in a, you can imagine where you tell her the truth and you, uh, like deal with it or whatever. You can also imagine a, a past where you walk away and you never see her again. And then the way that you end the game is you just stare at a clock until it ends. But there's a path in this game where you can say, you can make your character say, yeah, it's okay that she's my half sister. I love her and we'll be happy and she'll understand. The game has a pro incest storyline. Yeah, that's the worst game in 2021. We don't even need runners up. Also, like, that's it. Also, that's the only one. <laughs> also, the game just fucking sucks. Yeah. Because Everyone a lot of time, like a lot games. of time loop game, time loop games came out this year, right? We played a lot of games with loops. Yeah, there really were, weren't there? And and a lot of them, you'll get to in Death Loop. There are parts where it's like once you've discovered what to do, you can just say, "All right, I get it," and that part is now animate automated. There's a great game that I wanted to play that I haven't played called The Forgotten City, which is about another time loop thing that I've heard a lot about. And I was thinking about putting it on the games that we didn't play this year, but we should have. But I took it off just because I figured you'd never heard of it. Isn't that like uh, a Skyrim thing? Yeah, it's a Skyrim mod okay, that they turned yeah, into yeah. a game. But apparently in that game, too, it's like once you've solved a puzzle, there's this character whose job is to say, hey, I solved this puzzle. Go do it for me. And this NPC just goes and does it for you so that you don't have to keep doing puzzles. 12 minutes, every single time that you want to do a new loop, you have to, I have to go pick up the mug. I have to put the water in the mug. I have to go uh, put the sleeping pills in the mug. Okay, I got to go in here and I got to go in here. I got to drug my wife so that the cop can come in and see her on the bed and then I'm shocked. Like, you just are constantly doing the same thing over and over and over. This game was sold on being James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, or Willem Dafoe, and James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley phone it the fuck in. The only person that really tries is Willem Dafoe because he's insane and always tries. 12 minutes fucking sucks. Yeah. I think 12 minutes has to be on this list. I think Olympic Games has to be on this list. And, um... The medium, really quickly, I'll just say, I thought sucked because I like Bloober Team, but I felt like that 
this game was just walking a lot and the puzzles were kind of shitty. There was just go over here, pick something up, go over here, pick something pick up. If this doesn't make it on list, it's fine. I just do want to say fuck the medium. I thought it was shitty. Um, How about was, we put Olympic games on there uh, yeah. as a runner up for sure. I want 12 yeah. minutes to be the worst game. I absolutely agree. It's the worst game of the year. What do you want to be the other runner up? I, I want it to be choose. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory because they put a fucking story thing that helps wrap up the third fucking game that they couldn't even fucking finish in this shitty fucking like should be mobile fucking music game. Is it Fuck a bad music shit. game? Uh, I'm sure it's okay, but I, I it's it's. Do you, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you just hate it because because if should put story this, shit in it? I feel like this should probably go in most disappointing. If it's not no, a bad it's not video disappointing. Game, uh, it's if, if it's not a bad video game, it can't be in here. Like we can retroactively go and put it back in dis- biggest disappointment or something. I'll, I'll take Far Cry Six out if you want. We'll put it in, but like, okay, um, that's it, fair. Is this game actually bad? I uh, I don't even want to play it. <laughs> that's why. Did you play it? No, because it pissed. Oh, me then off. It, okay, hold on. Time out. If that's it why it's the worst. This. All right, new category. It, look, if it's so bad that you like refuse to play it, can't that yeah. be the worst game? No, because you didn't play it. <laughs> you didn't play it okay i would put new pokemon snap because that game it's not a that game's not bad though it like is. this this is for games that are terrible new pokemon snap is disappointing it won our most disappointing game i think it's disappointing it's, and bad no i don't think it's bad i just think it's kind of boring i don't think it's a unplayable mess i i think it's got a bad gameplay loop it's too grindy i think it's, that it's, it relies what, was it, what else what else did you have what else did you have uh oh my god my thing isn't work. uh there we go i also had um it can't metroid, be metroid, metroid dread. dread yeah because i it can't be that bad you're uh, not naming bad games you're just naming games that you're disappointed in but aren't like objectively no because like i think objectively these are the like not only that they have zero accessibility to them like at least the two right, nintendo games we'll, like, put, we'll put melody and Me- i'm not putting metroid dread on this list and I'm not putting new Pokemon Snap because it already won most disappointing. Yeah. But disappointing can't like it's not a bad like it is a serviceable video game. It's not a broken piece of shit, and it's not a game trying to say that it's okay to sleep with your half sister. <laughs> well, that's all I was saying. Like we should just have 12 minutes be the worst game. Nothing. It is absolutely the worst game. <laughs> but no, because Olympic Games 2020 needs to be. Yeah, that's pretty that bad. Fucking <laughs> All right, so the worst game of 2021 is 12 minutes with runners-up Olympic Games, the official Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, and fucking Melody of Memory, because fuck that shit. It might be fun, Chris. is. It might be fun, but it's bullshit that they did it. All right, we're doing this now. We're doing best game. All chips are off. We're making a list. I'm going to say my, this, you can only say 10 games. I'm going to say 10 games. Any that match are pretty much on the list. Are we saving after that? Anticipated for after it then? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that category. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah. Didn't write it down because I forgot. Okay. Really quickly. Most anticipated game of 2022. Uh, what you got? I have, I have six games. I'm really excited. Uh, I have Digimon Survive. Okay. Chocobo GP. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like Mario it's Kart, but it's Final Fantasy. What else? What else? Uh, Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Okay. Splatoon 3. Okay. Sonic Frontiers. Okay. And no, what, no, no, 
Sonic Frontiers doesn't count because it does not have a set release date. That's what I was going to say, because that and Final Fantasy 16 are, are both ones that they're really I, I strongly think it's be game, that they're I, I think it's got to be a game that has a set release date. Yeah, and like, those four have set release dates. This game is coming out in 2022. Yeah. Okay. No My three that are definitely come, like are announced to come out next year are Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, and Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, man. I'm not going to let you put Hogwarts there. Listen, I Fuck know JK that Rowling. I know she sucks. She sucks. However, she's not making this game. She's not getting any money from this game. She is getting royalties from no, it. She's not. She, she absolutely is. No, because she, this is she fucking sold that thing to WB and WB don't need her own money. I want to fucking I want to fucking play an open world game in Hogwarts. Like no one yeah, wants it. it more than I do, but like I can't support it. I won't. It's not that's the thing. I won't buy it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy two copies to fuck you over. If All right, you fine. buy a copy Literally. and hand one to me, yeah. I might check it out. But like, okay, I but cannot give you my buy me. You buy me a copy of God of War Ragnarok and hand it to me. <laughs> we'll and then it would all work out. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Some weird loophole stuff. This is I like some... <laughs> 100%. Listen, I 100% on fuck JK Rowling. Yeah. I get it. She sucks. Fuck that bitch. I've, I, the transphobic shit aside, which is terrible. Right. And that's the reason most people hate her. I've hated her ever since she started. Anyone that fucks with their own, it's like, it's out. You're done. And she's like, oh, by the way, wizards would poop on the floor. By the way, wait, she's doing the thing that I hate about Blizzard that they did with Overwatch, which is, oh, f- um, we'll, we'll make people gay and then you'll give us our money. It is so pandering. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that she doesn't give a shit about anyone. She'll just say whatever it takes to get money. Fuck her. That being said, I want to play this game so fucking bad, and I don't give a shit about it where the money goes. I'm playing the fucking game because I think you sometimes have to separate art from artists. I still like Ren and Snippy, even though I know that that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, so I did look into it just now, and it says that she does get a, a kickback from it. Okay, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. sucks. That I'm still playing that fucking game. Uh... I'm telling you right now. Listen. I'm gonna. I, I, she sucks. She I'm does. not supporting She's her. Absolute. But a different company is taking what she took, which yeah. yeah, she gets some money. That's terrible. And they're making a cool video game. I'm playing the cool video game. If you don't want to put it on this list because of that, I understand. I'm still playing the fucking cool I, video. I, for, so tell yeah, you what, I just I'll take it off and I'll say Elden Ring. Oh okay, yeah, that's fair. So is that what are our top for three? next year? Oh yeah, that's like it's early next for like year, next fucking it? month. Oh my god, that's right. It's coming out in either late January or all the games I've said are actually God of War doesn't have a date, but like Elden Ring's coming out in either late January, early February, and Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in two fucking months. Yeah, I think all these are pretty early too. I think Splatoon might be like May, but like yeah, these are all like uh, first. Splatoon half. is coming out. It doesn't have a confirmed date. It just says two thousand. Yeah, but it will be next year. Like that Nintendo doesn't do that shit. So the, yeah, they're definitely next summer. Those games have always come out in May. So that's my guess is I bet it comes out in May. Cause right, what are you the, most, the, the summer game. What game are you the most like? Fuck yeah. About. Digimon. Also, survive. hold on really quick. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that not, this doesn't count as mine. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is going on this list for sure. Just because if we don't, your wife will yell at us. Yeah, that is absolutely true. We no. definitely put it there. <laughs> I'm going to say that my pick is God of War Ragnarok and your pick is Digimon. Digimon Survive. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, fucking stoked. I've been so fucking stoked for that game, but it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I'm that makes me happier because that means that they're just making it better and better and better. 
Well, what wins? What's the most anticipated game of next year? Um, I. I mean, it's the only the only one of these three that has a significant like God of War Ragnarok is just coming. It's quarter whatever, <laughs> but like Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in that's two months. Out, yeah. I feel like that's the most anticipated game. Let me try and sway you here. I don't give a shit about Digimon. I know. But what if it were just pers- what if it's Persona? But the battle system is now it's a tactic system. Like it's gonna use like animated cutscenes just you, like Persona. You fool. It'll have persona you systems. Play, do, you, do you think but. I play Persona for the video game? <laughs> what do you play? The gameplay of Persona is fine. I play Persona for Persona. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I put, just has like this like darker theme to it and that's what makes me excited and the animated cutscenes going on dates and then I go and make curry and then I use that curry to get better stats in the dungeon and then I go and spend a day at a place where I buy a new retro video game system and then I fix it with my <laughs> talkies from the metaverse and then I play that and I get more guts and then that lets me go talk to the girl and I take her out on a date and then we go and then we fall in love and then I get special chocolate on my birthday <laughs> I would say we like, have to give uh, it to Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West, the most anticipated game of next year. I mostly am, I, listen. I really want to play Horizon. I love that whole thing. I am a little more excited for God of War Ragnarok just because I fucking love throwing an axe at people. But we'll give the winner to Horizon Forbidden West. We'll call this the uh, the the Soup Award. The Soup Award. <laughs> for you don't know, if you don't know, Soup is the online name of Chris's wife who yeah. uh, fell in love with Horizon this year, and I support her. She ever get the platinum? She get the platinum? She get the platinum? No. What the fuck? Get her on the phone right now. <laughs> She's in bed. Go wait. Fucking kick her up. <laughs> don't do that. Dude. All right, dude. Let's uh, let's 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 get to the end here because this uh, was yeah. Gonna this take is a it. This is the big boy. Okay. I'm going to write down your list next to my list, and we're going to find... We're going to start from 10 to 1. I would like you to tell me the best games of 2021. Okay. 10 to 1. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I, it made its way here. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. It's not going to no, no, There's no fucking way. But, first okay. Soldier. Okay. First Soldier. You're crazy. It's What's next? Uh, team, fight, team Fight Simulator is 9. I have uh, Pokemon Unite. An eight. Uh, okay, seven. Near Replicant at seven. At six, I've got Loop Hero. At five, I've got Resident Evil Village. Four, I've got Psychonauts 2. At three, I have Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. At uh, two, I've got Hori- uh, Forza Horizon 5. And the number one is Final Fantasy 14 and Walker. This is going to be hard because we only share one game. And that would be Village. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, okay. Okay, so here's my 10 to 1. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Number 10. Inscription. Number... Wait a second, hold on. Yeah, number 10, Inscription. Number 9, Far Cry 6. Number 8, It Takes Two. Number 7, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Number 6, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number five, Persona 5 Strikers. Number four, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Number three, Hitman 3. Number two, Deathloop. And number one, Resident Evil Village. 
Interesting. How the fuck are we going to do this with two people? <laughs> All right, I'm telling you right you can cut one of mine, but I'm telling you right now, Final Fantasy VII, the fucking phone game, I'd die before I let it go on this list. That's fair. And I still contend that Near Replicant is not a new game. I know you're saying that whatever, but it is. It is. It is. Make of an old game with new stuff, it is still, it is do not you, a new game. Do you want to hear something wild about it? Go ahead. It's because of Final Fantasy XIV that it's a new game. Because Bullshit. of the no, story no, absolutely that not. put in. Your replicant's not going on this list. Fuck it's, you. It it, is, that doesn't count. It is a sequel right. to the events Were that there happened any on mind in that the you're raid like, in fourteen. No, are there any on mind that you're like, there's no way it's going on this list? Um, the, I, I think Deathloop's really high. Um, Deathloop is going on the best games of the year. And like, the only other thing that I think is down, that's fine. Like the 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 um the order is going to change as we talk. I'm just talking about you refuse to let it on this list. There's no way it can be on this list. Um, like if you wanted me to take Far Cry Six off, I'd understand. I I no, because it's it's down low enough that I'm like, no, I could see where it gets there. Once again, the the numbers here can change. That's true. Yeah, like the only two that I could think of would be it takes two and Far Cry Six because I'm just like, uh, I don't know about those. Far Cry Six can come off. You really. You didn't play It Takes Two, though. No, I didn't. I, I mean, I've, I've watched I like really, 10 plays. I honestly think if you and your wife sat down and played it, you have a fun time. You yeah. would say the story sucks and you would laugh at it. But the gameplay wise, it is a great time to play with a loved one. It's definitely not a family game, which I don't fucking understand. Um, OK, well, for sure, Village is going on this list. Mm hmm. For sure, Final Fantasy XIV is going on this list. I'm not fucking stupid. I know that's going to go on there. Yeah. For sure, Deathloop is going on this list. Okay. For sure, I, you're very strong on Forza. Yeah, Forza. And you're very strong on Nick. Yeah. I'm very strong on Hitman and Ratchet. I mean, uh, Hitman, I can, I can like say, like I love the first two. Like, those are fucking phenomenal games, and if this is just an extension of that, then I totally see why it's up there. Uh, it's it's an extension of that with new... It's the first time where it's not just... Not every level is just go kill a guy. The second... Okay, so let me tell you some stuff about Hitman. So, the first level of Hitman is in Dubai in the, on that world's largest building, and it's just a Hitman level. It's fun, it's cool, there's a part where you can make a guy slip on a banana peel and fall off the world's largest building. It's great. The second level, you're like, okay, I'm in, it's Dartmoor Manor. You're in this, like, upper, you know, Scottish Highlands estate, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go in here and kill a guy. And you, you, to get in, you, uh, the only way to get in the first time is to take the place of this, like, detective. And you get in there, and your target goes, somebody killed my fucking husband. Find out how. And it becomes Clue. Okay. You have fucking to go. Rolls. It has to you have to go and like talk to people and find clues and determine who the murderer is so that you can get her to believe you and take you back to a room where then she goes, I know that you're actually not that dude. I know you're age 47 here to kill me. You're here for this information that's in a safe. I'll just let you have it and I'll disappear. And then you can make that you take it and you make the decision. You can end that level by just disappearing or then you can just shoot her in the fucking head anyway. Huh. The third level of that game is the Berlin switch where all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck is going on? 
10 people are like every level after that first one becomes kind of different. The fifth level of that game is you're in some, I think I don't remember the exact city. You're somewhere in China or Singapore or somewhere in Southeast Asia. And it's very simple. You need to break into in, in one part of it. There's a guy doing weird experiments on people's brains. I need to go in there and kill him. And there's ways you can fuck with him. The second way is you're breaking into a special ice, the international contracts association, which is like the, the, that's the in-universe place that like hires hitmen. Right. You need to break in and steal shit from their mainframe. Okay. Uh, and then the fifth level takes place at a winery where uh, like all of the so the the story of Hitman one two and three has been the story of like this kind of upper echelon that controls the world and you're like killing them because you're fucking Hitman because why? And so you get to finally go to one of their meetings and like take out their big dudes. But it's happening at a winery where you can smash a guy into a wine thing like grapes. It's great. <laughs> and then the last level of that game is kind of the worst level out of any Hitman game. It's fine. It's it's more to wrap up the story of you dealing with this association. So it's you on a train. And it's not so much the big open map. It's literally it's a linear thing where you're just... Think of like any action movie where the the the, the dude is basically on a train with a hundred guards. And you're just slowly going and killing all of them and parts of it can be open and parts of it can be stealth and it's weak but it's fun and then you finally get the end of the story hitman 3 is like five different games in one right Uh, i like that it changes up some of the gameplay a little bit though so so far we have eight okay the other thing i think needs to be on this list is probably psychonauts so so far we have village final fantasy 14 definitely forza nick hitman ratchet and Psychonauts. Is there one more game that you're like, dude, this has to go on this list? Um, I've got your one, two, three, four, and five on this list, and I've got my one, two, three, four on this list. No, Wait, I, I think you've hit, like, the five that, okay. like... I feel very strongly that, uh, even if it's low on this list, I feel, okay, we've got two spots left, and I've got three games that I feel need to be on this list, so you need to help me knock one of these games off then okay. for me it's between persona 5 strikers guardians and chicory chicory might be recency bias uh-huh. i did just finish it but i feel it's a great game persona was mostly because it's more persona and then guardians i thought was great you haven't played any of these no you play persona yeah i Do you think it's- i i really love muso games i feel like persona should go on this list even if it's low yeah so the question is: Is the last thing? Is, is the last Persona one of this list? Five. Yeah, that's ten. No, that's nine. Or nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, we have we have Village, Final Fantasy fourteen, Deathloop, Forza, Nick All Stars, Hitman three, Ratchet and Clank, Psychonauts two, and Persona five. So we need one more, and for me, it's between Guardians and Chicory. Wait, list those ten or nine games again. Resident Evil Village. Okay. Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. Deathloop. Yep. Forza. Yep. Nick All-Stars. Yep. Hitman 3. Yes. Ratchet and Clank. Yep. Psychonauts 2. Yep. Persona 5 Strikers. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah, we are one. Um, it's hard for me because, like, I, Guardians I think- was such a good time, but the gameplay was whatever. And Chicory, I really liked, but it might be recency bias. Um, I think we should put Guardians there as like yeah. the 10th of the list like not okay. that it's number 10 but yeah like it's in the list i gotta say 
Guardians is a great story. It's a great narrative. It really is the best narrative of the year, even though I was stopped by somebody who will shall not be named. Um, but gameplay wise, it's 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, okay, so now we have our top ten games. Now we need to put these in order. So let's start with a vote. What do you think is the tenth best game on this list? Uh I mm. I would say Forza because I don't give a shit about racing games. I know you like racing, but it's just racing. Yeah. I really like racing games a lot. Um, I, I like cart games more. Than, I like cart games more than sim games. Yeah, but this game. Are you okay with Forza being number ten? I think I'm okay with it being number ten. I could see it being number ten. The only other thing I would put lower lower than it would be like. Uh, yeah, I could see it being number ten. Yeah, okay, I could just see I could it being see, number ten. I could see what's okay. So that's off. What's the number nine here? I would say. Can we say for sure? I think we know our number one and two because it's both our number ones, and we're gonna sure, fight. Yeah, what is on is on top. Yeah, which I'm okay with one of those being number two, but yeah, one more than the other. So I would say number nine for me on this list, only because I didn't play it, but I want to, would be Psychonauts. See, I, I think Psychonauts deserves to be higher for sure. Though. Okay. I can okay. see Nickelodeon maybe fitting in there. I'd be fine with that just because, it's, I, like I said, I am very excited to play with you next year. Right. Like, we are going to sit down and we're going to play it. I just have, I'm play. Okay, so Nick All-Stars is number nine. Yeah. We haven't really talked that much about Nick All Stars. Like, I mean, really there, there isn't too much to say. It's just a, an amazing Smash clone. Like, the the biggest difference about that game is that it adds another button. So normally in Smash Brothers, you have standard attack, and then you have special attacks, which are your A and then your B buttons. Uh, this has heavy attacks as well, and I think that adding that into the mix uh, adds for interesting gameplay because you now have the full triangle of, you know, standard beats special, special beats heavy, or, well, reverse that, I guess, but, you know, mm -hmm. but then, like, if you're using a heavy attack, your standard attacks are quicker, so they're going to get in through that, and I really love that triangle happen happening in a Smash Brothers game. Um, I think that all of the characters are strong enough to be their own. Like there, there aren't, I think there's like maybe one or two characters that just like, I'm never really going to play as them. I don't think they're very good, but some people make them work. Uh, who do you make? Who do you use your main? I'm a Garfield main now. Like I play Garfield. Garfield, Garfield fucking rules. Uh, before there's Garfield, it was SpongeBob. I Garfield is great that he's in there, but Garfield isn't a Nicktoon. And that movie yeah, makes right. Me um you're spongebob, SpongeBob. yeah spongebob cat dog who does spongebob play like if i was a smasher the closest because they they there isn't really like one-to-ones but he is really? most reminiscent to like a fox to me okay yeah he's, he's I'm a excited quicker, to play that game. You know? i love that there's weird characters so i'm all in on yeah. it okay uh, i'd like to great. say that i think number eight is guardians of the galaxy okay. once again Fantastic story, but looking at all these games, gameplay-wise, Guardians is not a bad game. I, I, I keep dogging on it. I want to make sure that I, like, we're nitpicking things that are great. Yeah. Guardians gameplay is, is fun, but it's not like, yeah, fucking, oh, this gameplay is so good. The reason to play Guardians is for the, 
Guardians should have been an animated television show, mm-hmm. and then there's some gameplay in between because it's a video game. Now, correct me and, my wrong, if I'm wrong, but yeah, isn't this kind of like this? It, it's similar gameplay in, uh, that like the Avengers game was, right? But no, you just not at mostly all. play as uh, no, you just play as one character. It's not. I mean, I played a little bit of the Avengers beta. It's not like that at all. Oh, okay. So here's the here's the gameplay of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. You only play as Star Lord. Okay. You have guns, and you can lock on with L two, and you fire with R two, and it's a continuous stream. He also has elemental guns that you can use. So everybody's got a health bar and a stun bar, and the stun bar is taken down by using elemental attacks. Like some people will be stunned by ice, some people are stunned by electricity. Um, at the same time, you've got L1, which is guardian mode, to stop at any time. And uh, you can call on one of the guardians to use a power that they have. And you can upgrade those to like, all right, Rocket, I want you to throw these grenades. Or uh, Groot, I want you to use your vines to trap this guy. And so they're on a cooldown and you can use them. And there are things like every, basically every fight scene is an arena, right? Like you get to a place, Oh no, guys pop out. And it goes into pop, yeah. goes into fight. And then like, Oh, there's things on the map where it's like, if there's a little tech thing. And if you press triangle rocket, will put a bomb there. So the next person walks up, it will blow up and shit like that. Um, it's totally fine. The puzzles are all about like when you're not, in combat, you can still go into guardian mode and everybody's got like a thing like Rocket can go in vents. Groot can, uh, if you have special platforms, can make vines go up or you can make bridges. Um, Drax can pick up large objects and move them around or crash down walls. And uh, Gamora can either cut vines or, or pipes or things in the way you know to get through or she can climb up a wall and stick her sword in so that you can grab up and she'll throw you up and you get higher. So there's some good puzzle elements. It is a, like I said, it's a fun game, but gameplay is not the reason that you're coming to Guardians. Right. I want to say, though, that out of all these games, while it's out of all that's left, even though I haven't even played Psychonauts, and I, you know how I feel on Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. I would still rather play those than play Guardians again, because it was fun, but I wanted the story. Now that I've seen the story, it's like, all right, well, I've already there seen There isn't much story. to come back to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I think Guardians is a good eight. Okay. I... I'm going to agree with you on that. Okay. There yeah, isn't we'll much that. else. Like, there isn't much else selling to me that game other than just people being like, oh, yeah, the, the story is great, but that's all I really... Well, then the soundtrack, which... Soundtrack, I can put aside because, like, I can listen to music any time of my life, but, like... Yeah, it's it's just a good collection of... Like, it's right. got Iran by Flock of Seagulls. You can listen to that anytime. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we've here's what we got left. We know our top two so out of for number seven we've still got Deathloop, hitman ratchet psychonauts and persona this is where i put psychonauts because once again i haven't played it um hmm. what is the story of psychonauts 2 without spoiling it too much for me but like we do have yeah, to talk about if it. i don't spoil anything it's easy to say just that you know in Psychonauts 1 how Raz is kind of going through the different minds being like, oh, I can fix this, and then it, he constantly fucks up everything, you know? Yeah. Um, this is the opposite. This is him going into minds and being more supportive and empathic and sympathetic to what is happening and trying to find ways to help them cope. And it's a very... It, it's a lot more personal because he understands... 
mental distress and other things a little bit more in this so it's not as chaotic it's more of him actually trying to help how's the gameplay gameplay is great it's i mean just as it it's is it is it just another platformer yeah it's 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 just another solid platformer is all it is i've heard a lot of weird shit about like levels that are like funny and shit so yeah 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 okay how about this i love persona you know how much i'm a persona nut Mm. but i am also not much of a musoist yeah would you say that Psychonauts is better or worse than Persona 5 Strikers? I would say it's better than Persona 5 Strikers. Okay. Then I think Persona 5 Strikers is our number seven. Okay. And then I think number six is probably Psychonauts. Yeah, I could see it fitting in right there. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. We know what one and two are, so out of Hitman, Ratchet, and Deathloop, those are our three, fours, and fives. Okay. You have only played Deathloop and you haven't played very much of it, but you're not hot on it so far. Yeah, I'm not super hot on it. I don't like first off the the first 30 to 40 minutes of me playing it was just setting up settings because I don't like how I move around. I don't like the uh I don't know. It it fe- it definitely feels like this game was made for you to play with a controller and playing it on a PC was an afterthought for them. Oh, Okay, you're, so your complaints are all things that are because you're not... <laughs> it, it might be because it's on PC that I'm playing, but I think that's a big problem, though. It's 2022. Every game you're making... No, it's not. Should, no, it's not. It's 2021. Okay, it's 2021. That's, you're right. But it's, it's we're, still, we're, we're still, almost into 2022, and it's at the point where tomorrow, if you cannot make your game... Yes. Uh, but like if you cannot make your game to feel good on the most played platform... This was a game that was made for PlayStation. They only released it on on PC because of Um, the deal. It was never going to come out on PC until fucking Microsoft bought bought it. uh, So, like, playing on a a keyboard was second hindsight, right? Like, it was all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you got to do it. I I think that's a little mixed, because I think that the game was only timed for one-year exclusivity on the PlayStation. Even okay, before so it was bought it for the PlayStation first. And then right. they could have easily made it later. And now it's like, no, you got to put it out the same day. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I, I don't I, feel like, I feel I like your clear, argument yeah. that they should be making for that is doesn't hold water when it was supposed to be at first a console exclusive. But, but the problem is, uh, is that you still launched it there. And, and I will on top of that. Concede- it Go ahead. Just, it should just be easier to make games like, the the thing is is that it's a PC. You have more buttons, you have more ways to control everything. So why does it feel like there are not enough options is my problem. Like it's that should be a thing. Neither of us right. make video games. It's probably very hard to just add buttons. I'm going to say that. I I don't I don't I've never made a video game. Maybe. I bet it's I not mean, it's just it's gotta the, be a the argument is like issue. just do it better kinda sucks. Yeah, but but the thing is is that like if you can't do it better and you know that it's bad, then you need to delay it. You need to you need to do something to make it good because you can't just ship anything, it and say, "Oh well, it wasn't the made for this." PC version. I'm talking on my list. Right, that's what I mean, PS5, though. The PS5 version is the is the version going on my list. Yeah, the PS5 version doesn't have that problem. Right, and that's that's the thing is that, but that's but that's the thing is you still launched it on PC, so it's like PlayStation did. That's fucking. You want to blame anyone? You blame fucking Bethesda. Fuck you, Bethesda. That's true. All right, fine. Yeah. Put 
even though Deathloop is my second favorite game of the year, we will acquiesce to your inability to play games correctly. <laughs> and we will put it number five. That's fair. I would like to put like Ratchet that. at number four. Okay. And I'd like to put Hitman at number three. And okay. Um You have a problem with that? Uh no, I think I'm pretty happy with that. I like Ratchet being a number four. And now the argument <laughs> that we've been willing to have. Resident Evil Village is the best video game of 2021. Not Endwalker, and let me tell you why. You have to have played Final Fantasy XIV for 10 years to come into Endwalker. <laughs> and if you didn't, the game makes no fucking sense. And that's why Village, the only game you had to have played, is, is one game that came out four years ago that you can still play now. And by the way, you can beat that game in an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> the best game is Village because more people can play it. Dispute uh... that... I can't dispute that. I can't dispute that Final Fantasy XIV has a beautiful, storied history that you do have to play through. Like, and you know what? That's like boohoo. That's like saying I couldn't watch Endgame because there were twenty movies ahead of it. That sucks. I'm sorry you missed out on that, but like you can catch up. You can still watch it because I refuse to buy a PS5. No, because that's different. That's because they launched that shit day one, and we're like, hey, this is an inferior version. Please buy it for the same price. PlayStation didn't. Bethesda. I. I, But hey, it's still called Deathloop. That's the thing. Well, Deathloop, comma PS4 version or PS5 version only. (laughs) Listen, I I know that you like we. like all jokes aside, we had a discussion. Like, would we allow Endwalker on this because it is technically yeah. an expansion? It's not that's a new true. video game. But I know how much you love this game, and that's why it's made its way into this list. It's made it on a couple categories. Um, I'm willing I, to let it be I, at number two, just I because I know how much it takes to get into the game, it, and I know it's I good. only ever played A Realm Reborn and uh, what the fuck was the next one called? The Heaven's Heaven's Sword. Yeah, I fell off. And I never played Stormblood, and I never played uh, Shadowbringers, even though I fucking own them, because they're like, just buy it, we'll play together. And then we never did. Um, That's because there's a lot of things why we didn't play together. You had every opportunity, though. No, I don't want that. But I I feel like it is a game that is... Here's why it can't be the best game of the year. You can't even buy the game right now. They won't let you. That's absolutely true. You can't buy it. (laughs) There was a really funny tweet that I saw that was like, Final (laughs) Fantasy XIV has to be the first game that had to stop sales because it was so bad and then stop sales because it was too good. That's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I think that calling Endwalker the second best game of the year is fine in that it's i know it's your number one yeah and it will always be there always be your number one and i think that as it can as a list for what this podcast that is you and me together yeah i have one we have one person who would die for this game and another person who felt strongly about the whole franchise until he had to hear about it every single fucking week (laughs) and went i can't stand this fucking game but can understand that their friend yeah loves it i think if you played the story like actually give it the shot you will see what i'm talking about because i absolutely would i'm not playing it five takes a lot of time yeah fucking here's the other thing why 
when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. I really did try to come back to Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14 when you were playing it, when everyone was playing it. I think I've hit what I call my internal wow limit. I've played enough MMOs that, yes, the story is good, but the interim of press one, press one, mm-hmm. press one, press two, press one. Yeah. I, I just can't do it anymore. That's fair. Uh, I, I just, I, I've lost my, listen, MMOs were a huge part of my mm-hmm. life from when it was, I started playing WoW in 2005. I think it came out in 2004, right? Yeah, it's 2004. I believe. And I started playing it. It came out in like uh, November 2004, and I finally was able to start playing it. In I think I started playing it in like May of 2005 because when it came out, I didn't really know what it was, and I knew it was an MMO. And I the only MMO I played up to that point was City Heroes, and I was like, I'm gonna, I don't know. That was fun, but I didn't like the rating aspect of it. And I finally had a couple of friends. I was like, let's all play together. If we buy it all together, we'll play it. And I'm like, okay, now I'll get it because I'm playing with friends. And wow fucking game and then you know i got into rating and i found new friends because of it and it was just like that is a game that i you know i spent hours playing i would you know do everything for and that game was a huge part of my life it's why even though it's not my favorite game anymore i still would always say when we're talking about best you know games of all time i always say it's an honorable mention because it did have a huge part of my life even though it doesn't anymore right but i've tried going back to mmos when then when the newest expansion for wow came out the what the fuck is it called? Were there in hell? The afterlife isn't it called Shadowbringers. Shadow, also, it's called Shadowlands. I think Shadowlands. Yeah. Me and some friends picked it up and was like, "Let's play." And we played it for about three days. And I went, "I can't fucking do this shit anymore. All I'm doing is tapping one, one, two, one, one, two. All right, know your rotation. It's not fun. It's just do the same thing over again. All MMOs are a Skinner box. They're just getting you to, now. Granted." Final Fantasy XIV seems to be the one where they actually made a good story and they hooked you in with that because the story of WoW has always been bullshit. But it was that Skinner box of if I do this, I'll get the thing and then I get the thing and then I got the little purple thing and then it's everything's great and I got the achievements and I got the maps and I got that. And and Final Fantasy XIV has that but also has a good story. But at the end of the day, I cannot sit in front of my computer Mm -hmm. for six hours hitting one and then being told, all right, every, you know, I can no longer do... Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you need to be on from 8 p.m. to <laughs> 11 p.m. We're going to do progression. We're going to sit here. We're going to bash our head against the same thing until we get it right. Oh, Fred died, so we all have to reset. Oh, Fred died again. We all have, Like, I cannot do it anymore. It's why I don't really play multiplayer games anymore. I don't. I'm done relying on other idiots. I, I can't do I, it. I can totally uh, I respect that, right? I because... respect your love of Final Fantasy fourteen and right. its story and its gameplay or and its and its place and what it does in the emotional journey. Mm-hmm. But I'm thirty-six now yeah. and I cannot play fucking MMOs. I, I hey, I I totally feel you. My only thing to combat that would say uh I think that it's worth it. Like I know. Of course you do. Biggest, no, no, no. But like the biggest sin of this game is that it is an MMORPG, and it's something that does take time to play. I think that they um, hold your time in a better respect, or they respect your time a lot more in this game, um, especially the way that they release content and how uh, the expansion is just set up to begin with, because sure i played the hell out of it for a week right and to to beat the story and i did all the dungeons and sure you you know if that style of gameplay isn't your thing i totally understand 
Uh, I think Final Fantasy's bosses and the way that you have the constant dance of combat is so much more interactive than WoW or any other MMO that's on the market. I'm fully willing um, to admit that Final Fantasy 14 is a better game than WoW now. Right. I have but, no problem with but that. But the thing is, is that I, I, I beat the story. So yeah. the thing is, is now I'm to this point where like, sure, I am raiding. I'm doing EX fights and stuff like I'm doing all that. Savage comes out next week. I'm going to be doing that. And I'm excited. Like, I love the grind uh, of, you know, making numbers go up and getting better gear and, and the glamour in game, you know, of dressing up my yeah. character and whatnot, building a house. I love all of those moment to moment gameplay things. Having said that. I am done. So the thing is, is that I log in. Granted, I, I log in a lot more because I help a lot of players get through the story. Like I've, I've helped. I don't know how many people start from, you know, arriving off the boat in one of the three main cities and, and going all the way through all four expansions to the end of the game. I've done that. I don't know how many times. And that's what I spend most of my time in the game doing. But because most of my friends are now at that point where it's, endwalker and they beat the game i'm not logging in as much because you know i have other games to play and i'm done with what they've given me so far so now i'm just waiting for them to give me some more and that's what yoshi p has always said about this game he's like i get it there are other games to play please go play those like i don't want you to grind this game like you no. can come in and grind if you want but there isn't a big enough grind for me right now so i'm not playing it as much right now i, I respect but it's that so good it is but so I, worth everyone's time. I I bet that story is great. It's, and it's so and much like much like I was talking about again in Guardians. If you made that a fucking twenty eight part miniseries mm -hmm. on Netflix called Final Fantasy Endwalker, <laughs> and it's the story of the, the Warrior of Light, and give him a, give him or her or they or whatever you play it as a voice, and give it the whole story and epic. I, I'll I'll fucking watch that Ryan. show TV show. I'll just I'll I'm, just record like a let's play series of just the story and just be like here you go you can just watch this all of the gameplay it. and I will watch it <laughs> and I will love it I don't give two fucks about playing an MMO anymore and it's like I want to play with my friends you know what I realized I can just talk to you guys while you guys are playing yeah and I don't have to play right but that being said the best game of 2022 that we have barely talked about but we all know <laughs> is the best is Resident Evil Village because Capcom took a series that was relatively dust. Yeah. Five and six, basic. I like five. I like five, had too. Fun with, I had it's fun not good, six. but I like it. No, it's not good. And I know six is absolute dog shit, but I had fun playing with my friend Bruce and shitting on it. And between that and, like, Gun survive like sh Operation Raccoon City shit that nobody gave a shit about. Resident Evil was fucking dead. Yeah, and then Resident Evil Seven came out. Holy shit, it's back! And Resident Evil Eight, even though I personally do still like Resident Evil Seven more because I like the house, that's just because I like the setting more. The gameplay and the story and everything about Eight is perfect. They everything is perfectly timed. Nothing takes too long. Even, you know, the problem with 7 was everyone thought the tanker went a little too long. And the factory, people were like, eh, it goes a little too long. I thought it gets in and gets out. It's not too bad. Uh, with the exception of the one thing I hate, which is Mercenaries mode, which that's only because of a trophy. This game, you don't ever have to touch that, and it's still a great game, right? right. I feel like 
the story of Ethan Winters that started in seven and ends in eight and is complete and over and done. The last frame of that game is them saying the story of the father is now done. You know exactly. There's no like, what's going on with Ethan? What did this mean? They explain everything about Ethan. Ethan is a open and closed book. They have a great place to go in the future with Rosemary. Um, so, like, the future of Final Fantasy is secure, and 8 is a top-to-bottom survival horror-slash-action-adventure masterpiece. It's the best game that came out this year, bar none. I think it is the best standalone game that came out this year. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end, our top 10 list for Game of the Year... This year, 2021, the year of our Lord, <laughs> is uh, 10, Forza Horizon 5, 9, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, 8, Guardians of the Galaxy, 7, Persona 5 Strikers, 6, Psychonauts 2, 5, Deathloop, specifically the PS5 version, 4, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, 3, Hitman 3, 2, Final Fantasy 14, Endwalker, and our game of the year is Resident Evil Village. This has been, okay, I want to get real for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what, episode 12? Yeah, episode 12. We've been We've doing, been doing this do now. Half a year. Half a year. We started like July-ish. This started as a dumb joke when I was streaming and I said we should make a podcast called I Have More Trophies Than You and we've been doing it. And people have been listening. Yeah. Uh, I think I talked about this last time. Uh, when I was at the Mega 64 show in Portland, I had multiple people come over like, hey, I listen to your podcast. It's great. Holy shit. That means a lot. I know that not a, not a huge amount of people listen to this show, but if you're listening to the show right now, I just want to say thank you. This is a dumb, fun thing that me and Chris do, mostly just to entertain ourselves. And we're just glad that anyone's listening. Yeah, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you everyone that has listened this year. I'm so blown away by, like, the warm reception that we have been getting, because granted, I'm not, you know, out a lot. I don't socialize a lot with uh, a lot of people online and kind of just stick to, like, you know, my certain little group or clique or whatever you want to call it. And I'm but, terminally online. <laughs> but, like... I, I've had people, you know, and, and that's the thing too, is like I deal with a lot of like anxiety and depression and stuff. So I used to stream a lot and this year it kind of like started doing less just because it was really getting to me. But anytime I've done streaming in this last few months when we've been doing the show, inevitably there will be one person that comes in that I'm not familiar with and they'll say, hey, I came here because I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh my god, like thank you, and and it's always you know very pleasant interaction, uh, and you guys are always like super supportive, and it really it helps me uh, just you know and know that like what we're doing because when Ryan said that hey I wanted to do this and and we kind of sat down and started you know kicking the dirt trying to figure out what we want to do, it was always just going to be a fun excuse for us to just hang out every two weeks and just talk to each other, and now I feel like. You know, the ball is kind of rolling. Like, we're doing something that's really fun. I cannot wait to record every week. Like, it's it's such a, bo- like a, a, a boost of dopamine <laughs> that I could always use. And- I made notes! 
I have yeah. notes. I bought a notebook for this show. Yeah, like I've got, I, I have like sh- like a whole Google Doc that I just run as I'm doing this. And like, I'm looking at the analytics right now. And this is something I, I honestly, I don't care about. Like, I don't care how many people are listening to the show. But granted, that's in the say, like, I, you know, hey, share it with your friends. Because like, we want to make this bigger and better and stuff. But like, the numbers just go up and up and up. And it's just like. People don't listen to it. I don't, it's, it's like so yes, cool. I agree. It's so cool. I'm doing this. Like, I'm this not doing happening. this for that. I'm doing this to talk to with with you about right, video games. Right, right, right. But it's but, just like fascinating to me that like yeah, you guys are enjoying it as much as we are enjoying doing it. So, so uh, we're gonna ask you, you one favor. We've asked you this before, but this is your Christmas present to us. All we want you to do: tell one friend who doesn't listen to us to check it out. Yeah. Don't harp them if they go. Hey, it wasn't for me. That's fine. Yeah, totally. But. Tell one person you know who doesn't already listen, hey, I listened to this podcast. I thought it's pretty dope. You should listen to it. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, that's fine. But I just want to see how many more people we can get out there to listen to us. Because yeah. the more people that listen, the more people that can write in, and the more fun things that will happen. Exactly. That's it. And well, also, if you have a, you know, a way into game... You know, oh, yeah. Game if you know uh, anyone that works at Gamefly in the David sponsorship David Gamefly, We're looking for you. Love to get sponsored by Gamefly. <laughs> uh, what a great end of our first year! I can't wait to do this a, a year from now. We're going to do this again. And we're going to have a whole year's worth of video games that came out to talk about and a whole year's worth of episodes that we can talk about for those those first categories. And that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Do you have any final words to the end of 2021? I mean, uh, the only thing left is just like say thank you again like dude you guys are the best you like thank you for writing in thank you for sharing with us like uh, thank you for listening uh, I hope that uh, we can continue to make something cool for you guys next year and, and thank you, guys you play more games like get more yeah, trophies. Play, play more games get more trophies and listen to this show but always remember at the end of the day no matter how many trophies you get and how many games you play one fact will always be true. And what's that fact? That I will always have more trophies than you. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here at the very end uh, and thank everyone again for listening to the show this year. Uh, it means so much to us. Uh, there, we we did kind of miss out on a couple things that we uh, meant to address <laughs> really quickly, uh, but we we got a couple of thank yous uh, for the last episode of the year uh, that are very deserved, and uh, I wanted to make sure to shout out those people real quick. Uh, as we kind of wrap up here and uh, in in 2021. Uh, so first off, first and foremost, I want to thank my wife, uh, Supsuka, uh, on Twitter for making the cover art for the show um, and most of the like assets around that. Thank you so much, uh, my love. Thank you uh, a million times. I love you very much. Um, she's also been the number one uh, supporter in the background always cheering us on so uh thank you can't do this without you you're the best i also want to give a huge shout out to gav uh or gav12707 underscore or at woke up high 420 
same person, a million different usernames, but Gav, you're the best. Uh, Gav does a lot of our um, thumbnails for YouTube and also like the trailers that we throw on Twitter. Uh, He also did the banner that we have on Twitter. So uh, Gav does a lot of our social assets as well and thumbnails for things. So Gav, you're the fucking king. Gev also did a um, an audio pass for us on the, on the previous episode. So uh, huge shout outs, Gav. Thank you so much uh, for all the help that you've been uh, this year. We really can't do it without you. Thank you, dude. You're the best. Um, and then huge, huge shirt uh, sh- shirt outs. <laughs> if I had a shirt to give, I would give it to this person. Uh, and that is DeCurb, um, or at Kirby, and that's C-I-R-B-Y-Y on Twitter. You can find them on uh, SoundCloud at DeCurb, D-A hyphen C-U-R-B. Uh, they are the one that did uh, the theme song for the show, uh, and their work is fucking phenomenal. Like, seriously, uh, if you guys haven't checked out his stuff yet, if you really dig the intro... Uh, Go check his music out. It's fucking phenomenal. Again, at DaCurb, that's D-A hyphen C-U-R-B on uh, SoundCloud. Go check out all of his stuff. Give him some support because he fucking rolls. And his uh, Twitter handle is at Kirby. That's uh, C-I-R-B-Y-Y. Go check them out. All of those people, huge helps to the show every single day. So I just wanted to pop in here and thank them and let them know that uh, everything that they've done for us, we really don't take for granted. Uh, We love you guys so much. Thank you for helping us put on the show. And of course, thank you to everyone who has listened to the show in 2021. We cannot wait for 2022 to start doing the show again. Uh, We are not taking a break. Uh, We will see you in two weeks. Uh, That'd be two weeks from today. So the 14th of January will be the first episode of 2022. And I cannot wait to share it with you guys. So I will see you in 2022. Thank you again to everyone who has listened to the show. I hope we can uh, make it bigger and better for you guys next year. And until then, take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to send us questions, gaming memories, comments, or if you just want to know when the next episode is going to drop, then you can follow us on Twitter at More Trophies Pod. That's M O R E T R O P H I E S P O D. That's More Trophies Pod. Also, you can email us at I Have More Trophies Than You at gmail.com. It's just the name of the show, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow Ryan at Dr underscore Ryan on Twitter. You can also keep up to date with his Monday night Twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Underscore Ryan. That's Dr. Underscore R-Y-A-N. Dr. Underscore Ryan on both Twitch and Twitter. And follow Chris on Twitter at Burezu in Japan. Now, I I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. It's all one word, Burezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E, the letter T, the letter K on Twitch, blaze TK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.